Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Monday morning, everybody. Did you survive the Twitter wars? Well, you did because you're here hanging out with us on a lovely Sunday mo- a Monday morning on SEN Live. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Whether you're listening to us or watching us, we certainly appreciate it. I have the outlaw, John Roca, sitting in for my brother, Christian Harloff. He has taken the rest of the week off, of course. He's got a little bit of holidays. And, hey, so much entertainment he's brought to everybody the last few months. I think he's earned a couple of weeks to relax and handle some things uh, uh, at home. So uh, we got a great, great show lined up for you guys. A lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to get into all those movies that dropped over the weekend. Got to get into some entertainment news that's happening as well. And we got an awesome crew joining us today. Let's start it off by welcoming the lovely and talented Steph Sabra. Steph, what's up? What's up? Uh, what's up, boys? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Hope everyone had a really good Christmas. It was an interesting weekend for sure. And now we're <laughs> ramping up to get into New Year's by the end of the year, end of the week rather. And then we'll see what's up for 2021. Everybody try to be chill for God's sakes. <laughs> Brett Sheridan, how are you, man? It was Christmas. That's it. That it was. That it was. And I am so excited to welcome back uh, to the show uh, the brother. I mean, my brother who kept it afloat for so many months. Who we we we, uh, we were able to do what we were to do thanks to his technical expertise and got us all getting paid. That's my man RB3. What's going on, RB? Hey, hey, hey uh, happy to be back on um, one of my favorite shows. I was still happily watching at work while I was uh you know away but um i'm happy i'm happy to be back on the show uh with 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 the crew with the gang 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 the monday crew the monday crew <laughs> rb's probably got a list he's got a whole notepad uh notepad full of notes uh, right. on december 15th you said this <laughs> yeah. on december i'm making notes motherfuckers yeah. i'm making yeah, notes about the copyright role <laughs> I, I really have some particular uh i have some things to say about that <laughs> yeah, nah. i love it i love it uh ryan nelson you are here as well how are you ryan yes. your eagles uh, laid another uh, crap egg over the weekend and uh <sighs> Somehow you're the only team out of it in the NFC East. That's an incredible goal that you guys have achieved, I have to say. Uh, I mean, we are the worst team in the worst division, and uh, it's just all disappointing from here on out. But I will say you're going to need to defeat us next week, John Rocha, uh, yes, in order to get and, into the playoffs. And but, you uh, may be gloating on Monday morning. That's for damn sure the way we played. That's for damn sure. It was an emotional weekend. Uh, <laughs> everything from a brother's 21st birthday to oh, shout holidays. Out. I know, massive oh. shout out. Uh, so nice. I'm, I'm a little, you know, there was some, there's a lot of things being ingested, but uh, yeah, we, yeah. we're here. It's Monday. It's the 28th, <laughs> and we got yeah. three days left in this year. That's right. That's right. That's right. No more celebrity deaths. No more celebrity no more. deaths for the love of God. Uh, and Alex Barzonio, who's here, fresh off the great reviews for his Descent EP that has dropped. How are you, Alex? You're a little dark. Uh, yeah, what's going I, on no, there? I Is it the overcast? Yeah, it's a little bit rainy outside. It was uh, very thundery last night. It woke yes. me up. was not a fan of that. Um, I got paranoid that I left one of my windows open in my car, and it stressed <laughs> me out for a bit. Even though I know I don't open my windows to my car, I was just, I had that lingering fear that, yeah, yeah. you know, we get in and stressed James me out for Navalier a good five minutes. James donated $20. Thank you, James. W-W-84. Woof. 
I renounce my views. Kristen Wick CGI? Yikes. And what the fuck was the cheat with Steve Trevor? Glad I didn't waste money seeing it in the theater. Wow. Also wasted no time. On the other hand was Top Notch Pixar. And a yeah, great soundtrack from Trent Reznor. Ending with a positive ending with So let me get this straight. Oh I gave oh Wonder Woman 1984 a 3 out of 5 <laughs> schmoes and the internet is yelling at me to lower it even more. Stop uh -huh. bleeping and moaning about polarizing reasons that aren't fitting yours and let them be. Let's have wow. a great week. <laughs> we do not have to... <laughs> Let's have a great week. That's a great point. Yeah, we'll definitely get into the Wonder Woman 84 stuff a little bit later on in the show. We don't, I, we'll get into all of that for sure. Have our opinions on it. Uh, we won't spoil anything because uh, but Brett Sheridan has not seen it unless Brett's okay with it. What you uh... expect any less? I mean, come on, people. I mean, this is, this is what I do. Yeah, Flip true. it on you. I watch the things that nobody else is watches, like some, some of the trailers, and then the thing that I'm supposed to definitely watch, do not even get to it. Yeah, Brett was the only guy who watched Midnight Sky this weekend. That's right. That's thoughts on it, George Clooney. My dad made me watch that. Oh, no. I saw, saw it, too. What? I didn't see that one. I, didn't see I that haven't. One. I was uh, like, hyped it was that. a two-part process. Like, we watched half of it, and we were like, we can't finish this. But my dad's obsessed with George Clooney because he, mm. he does low-key look like the Asian George Clooney. <laughs> but we watched the second half and we're like, yikes. <laughs> what oh, wow. happened? Yeah. Oh, it's bad, huh? All right. All I, right. Like I got to watch it. I got that one on cue and I got the uh, Tom Hanks one on cue for uh, tomorrow for sure. Going to watch both of those back to back. Where are you going to watch that one? The Tom Hanks one? Oh, I, yeah. I got a screener for it through oh, the ooh. Hollywood oh. critics. Oh, Alex, oh, you're the last oh. one to fucking talk about oh. anything, Alex. You get oh, access fancy. to movies six months ahead of time. Yeah. Fancy. Hollywood film critics. Oh, that's You know. I've seen the top ten I've seen the new French film. Uh, anyway, all right. <laughs> no, it's really great. Yeah, that's Alex. It's a really great French film, and you it's probably awesome. haven't heard of it. Um, it's uh, Le Jatte Croissant. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, it's Luc Besson's brother, Bruce Besson. It's incredible. Uh, anyway, we're, we're going to get into so many things today and talk about it all. But remember, as James Lavario, and I didn't hear the other person who sent in their Streamlabs, as they just showed you, please, uh, those are the things that keep us functioning here in the world, especially here on SCN Live. Streamlabs, Super Chat, Smallbots, you know the drill. You know the drill. Please get us above 500 maybe we'll figure out a goal as we go along organically and uh, maybe somebody will sing at the end of this thing we shall see so uh keep it coming keep your comments coming we're open for all of it so come on in all right alex where shall we start all right let's just start with wonder woman all right wonder woman 3 is officially being fast-tracked for production <laughs> with gal gadot starring and patty jenkins writing and directing yeah. Warner Brothers did state that the movie will have a traditional release in theaters, though with Jenkins set to direct Star Wars Rogue Squadron for a December 2023 release, it is unknown whether a potential trilogy capper for Wonder Woman will release before or after her Star Wars movie. Hmm. Wonder Woman hmm. 1984 was released in theaters and HBO Max this past Friday, pulling in $16.7 million domestic in the box office and $85 million around the world. Hmm. We won't officially know the viewership on HBO Max, though on social media we definitely know people watched it. Reviews yeah. from critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave Wonder Woman 84 an initial 89% rating, but as it started rolling out, dropped to 65% positive reviews. With all of that, Roka, what did you think of the second installment of the franchise? Oof. The backlash that it has received valid, and would you watch a third Wonder Woman movie? Okay, so let's take those questions real quick. First, 
I did not like Wonder Woman 84, but I have no problem if you liked Wonder Woman 84. I want to state that right off the bat. There are some issues for me. There were some issues with storyline. There's issues with character development. There's some racial stuff that I really didn't like. Some people have gone off about the body swapping stuff. I don't know how I feel about that as much, but I respect people being upset about it because if you reverse the genders, would, would you be okay with that? So there are a lot of legitimate concerns that people brought up. If you just said, oh, it's trash, and you didn't give me the reasons for it, I could give a shit about your opinion. But if you actually have a well-thought-out reasons for why you didn't like the movie, I'm wide open to hear what you have to say. And the people who liked it. The wide, I mean, Kalinowski, certainly Mike Kalinowski, KO killer, was all over uh, Twitter talking about how much he liked it, trying to defend the movie as strongly and as sternly as possible, getting into a bunch of Twitter wars. So, you know, my brother defends DC with his dying breath, and I respect that. That's where he lives and exists. Uh, but a lot of people did like it, and a lot of people didn't. We could, and RB, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one, man, because, like, you know, and Alex, too, like, you guys know, they released these... They only allowed certain critics to see this movie, WB did, and there were a lot of people who were upset about the type of critics they chose, mm. that they chose mostly almost all white critics. There were a lot of issues here going on about the way they approached this thing, and were they trying to drum up the score right off the bat, uh, thinking that the onslaught of people who were upset about the film wouldn't drown it when it eventually did get drowned in terms of the Rotten Tomato score. Let's address that, and then we'll move on to Wonder Woman 3. What did you think about, first about the movie RB3, and what about their their tactic that WB did here well, in terms of it's funny because, you know, obviously I'm affiliated with Geeks of Color um, and I've, you know, I've seen a lot of the movies I see early through Geeks of Color through Dorian, who, oh, you know, hooks, mm, who, um, mm. who hooks it up. Uh, you see the movies and, early. Mm. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> but for uh, but for Wonder Woman, it, like I remember that experience being like extra difficult because that a very tight like process for anybody getting in, yeah. even for an outlet as big as Geeks of Color. And even with Dorian, it was only him who was allowed to watch it and not mm. like, you know, too many people else from the crew. And then after a while, they eventually allow, you know, other people to phase in and, and watch the screener as well, I guess. But it's just it, 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 like, you know, it was just it's just really it's just really difficult because I think, you know, I don't know what Warner Brothers intent was like specifically marketing to certain critics or specifically yeah. targeting certain people. But there is a huge like there are really big predominantly black and brown critics who like were not allowed to see this yes. movie in general until it came out on HBO Max. And I get it because it's streaming and you know, um, you know, it's supposed to, you know, like if if it's streaming, then most people could watch it the day it comes mm. out and review it. I get I get that aspect of it, of not sending out too many screeners for like a streaming movie because it's gonna be mm. streaming. At the same time, I, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult because when I first watched Wonder Woman 84, I didn't mm. notice a lot of the more problematic aspects of it. I was mm. just kind of watching it with my brain turned off and not really thinking about- Yeah, you, know, you just wanted to enjoy that. it. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah, to yeah. Enjoy it. yeah. And totally. I did enjoy it. Like, if, yeah. in fact, if, if like I did, you know, end up seeing it early and reviewing it early, mm. and if I reviewed it, and if my review is part of Rotten Tomatoes, I would have been in the positive. You know, mm -hmm. that being said, though, I didn't think it was great. I I barely yeah. think it was good. Like, it was definitely. I even in my initial review, I said, you know, the '80s stuff is cheesy. I don't like that. But the more sensitive aspects of it, I didn't really catch. So I, I don't know. You know, I've been seeing people react to it on Twitter and yeah. seeing people's reactions to t on Twitter. You know, I can see why people are passionate about the reasons why they Derek don't like this Johnson movie. donated $35 through Super Thank you, Chat. Thank you, Derek. Anybody know how Wonder Derek. Woman got back from Cairo oh, in under well, 20 uh, minutes? Oh, we're not spoiling, are we? We're not. Wow. Love the character, but movie was terrible. Superman 4 vibes all over this. Hmm? Uh, 
Wow, strong. <laughs> see. Well, see, uh, I don't see, but that's the thing that like it's definitely like it's definitely like a big. It's definitely a, 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 a underwhelming compared to the first yeah, one, in my sure. opinion. In sure, my opinion, sure. you know, not necessarily everybody's opinion right. for sure. Right. But I think the I think the rollout for it makes it a little a little more difficult to to kind of grasp and comprehend because it's like why were only certain critics invited this way? Why mm. other critics weren't invited? Why are there these aspects in the movie to begin with? And, you know, there's already a kind of apprehension of putting this movie on streaming on yes. HBO Max directly to True. begin with. So they're only fueling the fire. And I don't know. I feel like WB got to get their, their act together. Yeah. Well, let's see what they do. Yeah, that's for know. sure. RB, RB, sure for us. Steph, you, you know, what did, what was your feelings about the movie? And what do you think about the way they rolled this thing out with the critics and the fact that the score is now kind of plummeting down into where it lost its certified fresh ranking by the end of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I, I'm mm. not really sure if I've ever seen that happen like that. Mm. But I watched the film um, it, and I really I liked it. I don't okay. like to like overthink films. So I did enjoy it. And then upon further review, I still enjoy it, but there are some pretty big issues that I, like mm. you said, Roka, I can understand and I can empathize with when people list real issues. I am Middle Eastern. So I honestly, that went right by me. Yeah. Um, and then I really thought about it after and I read a few articles and I was like, I, I interesting choice, interesting choice for sure, considering sure. all of the factors that come into play with the, um, obviously lead actress, which is yeah. Gal Gadot, who I love, but it's an interesting, bold choice. I don't know exactly how I feel about it yet, but I definitely understand the anger yeah. uh, because Middle Eastern people are often portrayed as terrorists and some like super violent people, yeah. manly people. Or oil hungry. Right. Oil hungry, don't right, even right. have like familial ties. Like they're so dehumanized constantly mm -hmm. on screen. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's pretty upsetting, but um. I do think a part of it is this Twitter wave uh, in mm. terms of the the Rotten Tomato score being put down because the moment there I saw that meme where it's like there's two buttons on Twitter you love it or you well, fucking yeah. hate it yeah, yeah, and yeah. like there's no in between so once people see like oh I didn't love it and then they see the negative they're like yeah let me just join this so I really right. think that like added the momentum to that. It's a good point. Yeah, a lot of fire to it. I mean, when we were rooting the Geek Buddies, we made it very, very clear to do a balanced review. The things we did like and the things we liked, we tried to pepper it in to make it fair. She's right. Some people hunting those clicks, some people hunting those views are like, it's a piece of trash. Click yeah. on my review. And it's like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Click on my review. And so I guess that's the way it goes. But like, yeah, you got to figure out what your approach to it is and put it out the way you want to put it out. And adding to the toxicity or the vitriol one way or the other doesn't make sense in my opinion. Alex, what do you think about this whole situation? Did you like the movie? And also, did you like the way WB rolled this thing out? Um, I like I like the movie overall. Okay. It was it was a weird watching experience. Obviously, I'm a big theatrical mm. uh, proponent. Is that yeah? Is that the right word? Um, and so watching it. We had like three visits from family members just to like, drop off gifts, you know, socially distanced safely. Mm -hmm. So we had to stop it and for 30 minutes at a time because we'd end up talking. And so like we'd stop at really like pivotal moments. And so I was brought out of that experience and I haven't uh, had the time to rewatch it. Mm -hmm. So I am planning to rewatch it and fully get that. But like in a theater, you can't you can't yeah. stop it. Uh, so it, that kind of ex uh, experience kind of muddled my view on it although okay. i still did enjoy it we right. can love pedro pascal because he is just playing to the rafters um he was so much fun and um 
yeah, I mean, it has its moments uh, of just like pure emotion. And usually my first watch is just to get all the plot out of the way. And then the second watch, I can really invest in mm-hmm. what they're trying to say and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, all that to say, I think that uh, all this vitriol it's getting is really bad. Like, just let us like what we like. There's... Seven billion people around. We're not. But I, also think, but I also think it goes both ways, Alex. Absolutely like what you like, but there are people who like the film who are scoffing at people's legitimate criticisms, putting them down, making fun of them. So it's going both ways. I, I'm seeing right. people who are defending the film also going, oh, body swapping? That's stupid. Go find something else to go. And it's like, no. <laughs> Why don't you listen to people? And at first, I mean, I was to me, it's akin to like the Me Too movement, right? It's this idea of why don't you take up or the or the BLM? Why don't you take a moment, maybe sit down, shut up for a little bit, and listen? And I think both sides need to kind of sit down, shut up for a little bit, and list, let one side talk and then the other side talk, and hear them out, and hear the legitimate criticisms, and hear legitimate positive things about the movie as well. Because a lot of people universally liked the message, you know, this idea of mm-hmm. walking away from a materially driven society that just wants whatever they want to wish for whatever they want and get it immediately. You know, what, what, what does that entail? Um, uh, Brett, you haven't seen it. So I'll go to Ryan next and I'll come well, back. Let to me you. just real quick. Oh, sure. Please. I, wait, we kind of did the, let the, let the hate on it kind of, it didn't get us psyched about seeing it oh, too. Okay. And that was so kind of the you. thing. Yeah. Okay. It affected me. And I think that that's kind of a, and, and I did see all the, the, the back and forth and stuff like that. And, and once again, it proved, um, it's the ridiculousness of of people fighting about a, a movie to me um from the minute i started doing schmoes no i didn't realize that people like would threaten people's lives if they liked it or disliked a movie and i just think it's silly and um that it's not worth that you know so uh, um i do want to see it but i guess like yeah i'm i'm letting the bad vibes hit me and I, we, we joshua barnett donated twenty dollars thank you joshua the film just fine it wasn't what I expected and not what I wanted. It's outside of my top five for the universe, but once I trained my brain to the Donresque tone, I had fun. Wish it was better, yeah. but I don't get the intense hatred. Yeah, I don't mm. get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't hate the film. I just didn't like it. And that's totally fine. But there were some great action sequences in that damn movie. And uh, yeah. I thought Kristen Wiig... Once Kristen Wiig moved past the whole, you know, the, the things that she does on SNL when she plays nerdy characters, <laughs> once she got past that and really settled into the character of Barbara Minerva, she was fantastic. And so mm-hmm. it's like that kind of, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I mean, the cheated transformation, I think you can feel one way or the other about it. But overall, I thought Kristen Wiig shut a lot of people up, including me, who were worried about her being cast in the movie. She really brought it. And I, and I appreciated that. For sure. Um, and is this when, just because we've been so many people have been waiting for this? Is this why this? I mean, like, this has been the one that people are like, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. it needs to go in theaters. We've been fighting about where it's. And yeah. then I think it's just had laser focus on everyone. Like, this movie's going to save us. We've needed this content forever. And, well, and yeah. they got disappointed. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of things. I think it's, mm. you know, we, people have been waiting for this movie literally for a year. It's supposed to come out yep. last year. Yep. For two, people are waiting for a comic book movie in general. Like, we yeah. haven't gotten any comic book movies besides Birds True. of Prey. And, you know, uh, what was the uh, uh, Gina Prince by the by the Wolf one? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Old Guard. Old Guard. Yep. And, you know, we got Blood we got shot. stuff like that. Yeah, Bloodshot. Yeah. But we haven't gotten, <laughs> we haven't gotten like the A-list, like the big DC and the big Marvels yet. You know, right, people still right. waiting for Black Widow, people are waiting for Eternals. And, yeah. you know, I think if if I think if it was a normal year where we saw 
five to six to seven superhero movies, I think the reception of Wonder Woman would have been a little bit better. But mm -hmm. I think in the fact that this is really the sole one, the sole, you know, big one that we're getting, yeah. especially yeah. in the post-COVID era, especially in the era, the post-COVID era, and especially in the era where uh, HBO Max just announced all their slate is going to be going on HBO Max. So this was yeah. kind of like the trendsetter. This was like the big, like, you know, we got to do it. And what you got? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, I think they showed for it, but some people feel like they didn't show for it. Yeah. So. Ryan, what do you think about all this? Um, I wish this movie was better. <laughs> uh, if you've seen it, no! you, you might get no! that. Um, not think, uh, it, I'm not going to rescind it, are you? It's hard to not, thank you. It's hard to, to talk about this movie and, and not spoil anything. So, I, and I also think, like, you know, there's the. There is the uh, the conversation about this movie, and then there's the conversation about the conversation about this movie. Right, right. And uh, just to talk about the conversation about the conversation is that I think, you know, it, it's hard. To, I don't like crapping on things, but you can critique something. I, I would just say, hey, pitch a solution or maybe pitch like an alternative, like what maybe you would have made differently. Like what, what, what would you have changed mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just relentlessly like beating something down? But uh I think like the, what this movie came down to for me was the acting was so good and it was just like this movie didn't deserve it. Uh, Pedro Pascal is like going all out, even though the lines he's saying are ridiculous. They're borderline insane. Like I'm talking mm. Jim Carrey Riddler insane. And, yeah. and he's but he's like selling it. And I'm like, wow, this guy is going for it. I wish he was in a better movie. Same with Kristen Wiig and same with Gal Gadot. Um, like they're all and, and Chris Pine, they're all great. Pine killed it. They're Pine just not in a. They're just not in this the, the right movie, and uh, there's just some things that I'm really shocked that they like chose like that hill to die on, mm. um, particularly with uh, something around Chris Pine's reappearance. And yeah, there's also a song that comes in in this movie that I'm like, whoa, that's a famous song like from other yeah. movies score wise, and they have Hans Zimmer and he didn't write that song, and that was like the big song. Um, I, I was a little disappointed, to be honest. I, I think, though, this movie's getting way more hate than it deserves. I don't yeah. think this is like a... a uh, this isn't <laughs> Green the, Lantern. This, this isn't is Green Lantern. Lantern. Yeah. I mean, that, that but it's disappointing. All, and I think it, it's, it's hard got. to not express the disappointment when you know, like, yeah. we got Cleopatra coming up. We got Rogue Squadron coming up. And now yeah. we're talking about that soon, but Wonder Woman 3 coming up. And yeah. I just... I, I think I was very disappointed with this. And, uh, and mm -hmm. it's a long one. This is two and a half yeah. hours. I think that was my initial reaction when I saw the runtime. I was like, two and a half hours? I mean, Endgame was two hours, 45 minutes. Like, what do you yeah. know? Or, or, I mean, Infinity War. And then Endgame was three, I think. And you're like, really? Two and a half hours? Okay. And then I saw Patty on Twitter, like, saying, well, I didn't have enough time to fit this or this in. And I'm like, it's two and a half hours. You had time. <laughs> you had time. Hours. You just chose yeah. not to focus on certain things in the in the long run, you know? But, but I think this film deserves a lot of analysis and and critical analysis not criticism critical yes. analysis to break down how they chose to go about with these characters right i mean like you just said ryan the idea of like well just criticizing it without offering other options or solutions i think is a very smart way to approach it mm -hmm. you know, that's why i enjoy the fact that we have my friend michael vogel on the geek buddies because he's a showrunner he's an executive producer of series he has understood what it's like to carry a whole series from beginning to end with arcs and narratives and storylines and his thing was with barbara it was with minerva it was like okay 
how come we didn't see more of this of this intelligence? How come we didn't see more of her intelligence? We didn't yeah. see more of her abilities. We didn't see more of that. Lay that groundwork first. Then what you chose to do with her could be this vulnerability amidst all that. So she becomes almost tragic, like they did with Killmonger. So there was a lot here that they could have explored John, I was actually, more. I, want, I wanted to ask you that. Groundwork. With, with, yeah, first, yeah. with Minerva, because a lot of people, this might have, this movie might, they're comparing it to Amazing Spider-Man 2, Batman, Forever. Like there's just so many villains, but there's only, uh, only two. I kind of wish they focused more on Minerva. I think well, choose one or the other. I agree. It's not that you can't have multiple villains in a movie. Some people can do it. Some people can't. We'll see how the Spider-Man 3 does it. But like, uh, to me, it's like, it's gonna if be you're garbage. going to, <laughs> garbage. Gosh. if you're going to, if you're going to focus, if you're going to focus on both, that's where the problem is if you don't lay enough of the groundwork to develop both in a way that makes sense and um yeah, i, I yeah, feel like sense. the pro the biggest problem that people are facing with this movie is just the story that they chose to tell yeah and that includes the two villains and i think like in everybody's critical analysis if you really look into it it's just they didn't necessarily like the story picked. It wasn't, yeah. you know, like no one's like shitting on the actors. Everyone thinks it was great performances. Mm. No one can take away the fact that Patty Jenkins is one of the most talented people working Absolutely. today. She knocked it out with the original Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. I think she will knock it out of the ballpark with the third one. I think she will learn. I hope she will learn from some of the mistakes that were made in this film and grow from it and pick a story that uh, makes the fans really, really happy and excited to watch yeah. it. But the story itself really fell a little weak to um, I, for me yeah. and I think a lot of people. Yeah, RB3, let's move to that. Wonder Woman 3 now is on tap. Big uh, Mondo rated $20. Oh. I want to give a huge hug and thank you to all those who sent their condolences to me in regards to my cousin's suicide. Roka, oh, your yeah. kind words meant the world to me and RB3, thank you for hitting me up. I'm glad I get to call you my friend. Love you all. Big Ma, Respect, man. Big, Big Ma. Ma. Praying for you, man. You, uh, for your family. We love you, yep. man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, let's but, move to... Uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Big Mo. Absolutely. And RB3, we moved to Wonder Woman 3 now. It's being fast-tracked. I mean, people are calling for her to be taken off the film. That's the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Right. You tell yeah. me, what's your feeling about all of this? Do you think she should be taken off? Do you think that... Uh, do you think they're fast-tracking this quickly so people can forget that this one is out there and start focusing on the possibility of a third one? Well, I, you know, first, first of all, I never think a woman should be taken off of a, of a franchise mm. or, or a directorial project. I never think that, you know, there's already enough discrimination in this business. And, you know, True. even if, uh, you know, I, and when I personally watched Wonder Woman 1984 and like Steph said, the problems weren't necessarily with the directing because the acting was good. The David action Wilson donated $20. Wonder you, Woman 84 go. feels like a big budget version of the Linda Carter series in the same way that Schumacher's Batman felt like Adam West. I didn't love it. And I hope that the vitriol doesn't take Rogue Squadron from Patty Jenkins. Yeah. 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 Agree. Well, well, that's, we've that... seen Star Wars do that in the past. RB yeah. with Josh Trank and with a couple mm -hmm. other people. We've seen that. I right. was just sorry. about to say that. Yeah, I was sorry, just sorry, about go to ahead. say that. Sorry. And no, no, no. I mean, no, it's good. But I, yeah, I was literally just about to say from a uh, uh, friend of First Cut, uh, Josh Trank. Uh, he, he he talks about how literally the, the not even the studio, you know, the people at Disney were cool with like him still doing Star Wars. It was the online stuff that was making it kind of tough and getting in the way and like all of that, like, you know, and all this hearsay that wasn't even necessarily true. And I think in this case, you know, there are some valid criticisms to um, Wonder Woman, but at the same time, like she's still a great director. She still made, she directed uh, 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 Charlize Theron to an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like, there's not like, 
you know, she she's a really talented director. I don't think they should be taken away from it. I do think though, you know, and piggybacking off a little bit of what Ryan was saying, um, you know, I think with something like Cleopatra, that's where I might get a little more like like concerned about because of the Fair. Egyptian representation. And, you know, y'all are both talking about how, like, you know, critics, people who are criti critical of the film should offer, like, a solution. One of my favorite people on the entire world is my friend Fredosa from Geeks of Color. And you want to follow her, her name is, her ad is Atomic Wick. And um, she was talking about in the scene, you know, in one of the controversial scenes with the Egyptian oil tycoon guy, yeah. um, one of the easiest fixes you could have made is just, instead of making an Egyptian, make him like Texan, make him from Texas. Like in Dallas was one of the biggest TV shows in the eighties. Yep. It would have fit so perfectly with the aesthetic. Um, but instead they chose to go that, that, down that route. Now I don't want to see that happen with Cleopatra. I want to see it, you know, be I'm problematic. I don't want to see any kind of backlash to it, but at the same time, like I don't, you know, it, at the same time, if, if, if you're not going to represent the story in that kind of way, then I don't, I'm not interested in seeing it. But I am interested in Wonder Woman 3 and Rogue Squadrons. You know? Yeah, we've seen many yeah. male directors get a chance. I mean, Sam Raimi got to Spider-Man 3, for God's sake. So we've seen many <laughs> di male directors get a chance. I mean, the Wachowskis, at the time, before they transitioned, they did Reloaded and Revolutions. Reloaded sucked, and a lot of people felt it sucked. But still, they got a chance to do Revolutions back-to-back. -back. So, like, taking people off, taking a female off a franchise, a woman director who has fought to get that shot. She fought through years in television, directing some of the best episodes of the series that she was on to get back to doing feature films as well because this, uh, because Hollywood was kind of biased against her as a woman. So she's fought back to this position. Taking this away is ridiculous because you're, you're about to give David Yates another fantastic beast. So you can kiss my ass with that shit. <laughs> this is the thing at the end of the day, right? I mean, it's like you, you keep uh -oh. doing this pattern. So it's like, yep. what the hell? What the hell? Yep. What about, uh, yeah, uh, Alex or Steph, what do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, about keep, I definitely don't think that they should take her off the third film. I think. Yep. She has been rebuilding this character and yep. she is she built the hype of why we were so excited and why a lot of people's emotions got way too involved because of Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot and the entire DC team. But it is Patty Jenkins. She reignited a lot of love for DC. Mm -hmm. DC was way behind Marvel and it was thanks to to um, Wonder Woman and a yep. few other characters that really re-sparked DC. So I think absolutely you give her the other shot. And and clearly the, the DC itself loves to work with her. She's mm -hmm. doing a lot of things right. And let's give her the chance to course correct. Yeah, what do you think, Alex? Yeah, uh, I mean, Wonder Woman, the first one was, I, I liked it better than uh, the second one, but that doesn't mean that uh, she shouldn't be given a, uh, another chance at directing Wonder Woman 3, so. I'm excited for what she can, what they can drum up. Um, yeah. But do you think there are lessons here, Alex, to learn off of the reaction from 1984? Do you think as a screenwriter, she goes back, she goes, okay, I need to work a little bit harder on this. I need to work a, a little more on the character development. Or is she just very much herself and she's going to make the movies that she makes? Yeah, I mean, she's been given a blank check for both these movies pretty much. And True. so um, I don't see why they should stop doing that. Okay. And just let her do her thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, you know, I definitely don't think they should take her off. Absolutely not. I, I think another element of this film, which from the announcement I was already a little worried about, is just the fact that this is something that takes place prior to the current movies. It, yeah. it handcuffs the, the whole movie. It handcuffs sure. the mm -hmm. whole story. You, She can't be publicly Wonder Woman the whole movie. Like, that, that's right. crazy to me. Like, why can't we do this? And i really hope the third one goes in a direction where it's it's now modern day it's taking place after the current movies where she's just like right. wonder woman um 
So, and I, but I do think majority of the issues are just plot and screenwriting. And yeah. uh, I, she's one of the best directors working. I mean, there's a reason that she's got Cleopatra and Rogue Squadrons on the docket and this third one. It's because she's that great. And again, the acting, that's something that I think we've all said across the board consistently. Like, she directed someone again, Oscar, show us their own. Uh, the yeah. acting is still great in this movie, however people have problems with it. Um, so I definitely think it's it's good that they're it's no brainer that they're doing a third one. The, yeah. the, these movies are box office, regardless if they're on streaming or not. Yeah. And uh, I think she's the only pick for him right now. I agree, Sheridan. You're notorious. I think I might like it. Female directors. What do you think? <laughs> no, yeah, I want. I think she should be removed just because she's a female. Um, no, <laughs> I, that's what RB three was. We were talking about it before the show. Like, you know, get her out. Get her out. Get her out. Um, no, yeah, I, I might like this. I might like this film. I have a feeling, and and I tell yeah. you this, I I saw people say, "Don't bother." To, I, I'm not gonna listen. Don't. I'm not gonna not yeah. watch something because you hate it. Um, you know, and I I I'm really easy on things. I think so. Right. I might enjoy it. My wife, I I don't know what it was, but she, the first thing she said when we were, I was like, "Do you want to watch it?" I I hear there's some issues with, it. and she said, "Oh, the misogyny or something like that." And I was like, "Oh, what? What? What was was there? Was it?" Or is that just in general with Wonder Woman? Like she's this powerful Amazonian, but she needs a man to help her help her out. I don't know. <laughs> People uh, are also. I know yeah. that there's always controversy on her outfit. Mm. Uh, that is still yeah, like is, sparking huh? yeah. huge conversation. It's right. banned in a few countries in the Middle East, actually. Um, they and they they say it's because of the outfit. So uh, I think yeah. maybe that's where it comes from. She is the most. Is she the most unclo like least amount of clothing superhero we have right now? Uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, Aquaman's pretty naked. Yeah, I mean, you're I was right. Say, well, Aquaman. Harley, well, Harley, Harley, <laughs> Harley, Quinn? Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad was wearing yeah. next to nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Hulk uh, is Hulk, naked, basically yeah. naked. all the time. Yeah. All he has yeah. is little booty shorts, which yeah. we all appreciate. Yeah. Mm. We even see his butt. Didn't we see his butt in one of the Avengers movies? Booty shorts, yeah. The yeah. crack, I think. Yeah. 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 So there you go. He was fixing Hulk. that refrigerator. You get to see his green butt. That's crack. forgivable, um, though. Hulk booty is fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's sexualize a, a woman. No. Nope. Don't you sexualize a <laughs> woman. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know if y'all, I was in high school. I was oh, in high school in 2014. I remember if y'all remember this meme going around, but the Hulk and, and Black Widow uh, relationship, uh, <laughs> that whole thing going on. And then like, and I just saw nonstop memes of like deep fakes of like people putting porn parodies of Black <laughs> of Hulk and, and, and Black Widow. And it was so, it was, it was weird. Oh. 2015 was a weird time. Man. Dr. Manhattan was a weird it. time. So yeah, yeah Dr. Manhattan. Is it this, Ryan? Yeah, it's that. We're, yeah, we're picking it, it up pretty been, loudly on the mic. I there, need a Brett. different fidget tool. Okay. To <laughs> is that what you're doing? I, I will switch to the cloth. <laughs> this is a better one. Oh, so I don't know I if you know was... this. I fidget with whatever's on my. Uh, oh, I do too. I have a mask time. here. I've been just. But I don't squeezing. think the Velcro uh, cord strap was a good idea. Sorry, folks. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry I ruined Wonder Woman with that Velcro. Uh, oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You know, but after you, after we finish, you know, let us and let us know what you think about this idea here. I'm sure maybe they clip this out. Let us know what your thoughts about Wonder Woman are down below. And of course, let us know what you think about the fact that they're fast tracking. Those were the words they used. Fast tracking Wonder Woman three to come out. Uh, they're not taking a 
break and how can they fast track this with uh, Patty Jenkins working on Rogue Squadron? What's the balance here? It's two different studios. This isn't under Disney window. There's two different studios. So how are they making that work? How do you think they're going to make it work? Let us know in the comments section. Remember to like and share this video and subscribe to SEN for more content just like this. Oh, what a discussion. Brett, I'm hungry. What yes. do I do when I'm hungry after a discussion about a two and a half hour movie? Well, I don't know about you guys. For Christmas Eve, we had In-N-Out, and for Christmas Day, we had uh, Domino's. So we really, really uh, lived it up. Um, but that's not really how we should be eating. Um, what you should be doing is getting Hello Fresh. Um, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients, mouthwash recipes delivered right to your door. Hello Fresh lets you skip the trip to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Listen, I'm sure everybody's just been destroying their bodies for the last few weeks or even since March. Good re reasons to get HelloFresh because they have so many different options. They have vegetarian, low-calorie, family-friendly recipes. Um, you can do locale, carb-smart, vegetarian, pescatarian. You get to pick and choose what you get from them, and that's really cool. Um, and if you're trying to eat more sustained, fresh is the one that is not only the first carbon-neutral meal kit, it also helps you reduce your food waste by at least 25% with pre-portioned ingredients. You don't need a bushel of cilantro. That's my biggest. I'm going to stand on that ground every time I talk about HelloFresh. I don't know why cilantro makes me so angry, but get pre these <laughs> A blue black dong. Blue black, black dong. Blue on black sale dong. now. <laughs> Yeah, oh, some blue HBO's Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that thing was that thing hurt to look. RB three has oh, the man. briefcase just walking around with the mm -hmm. Doctor Manhattan dildo. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, right there. Look right at there. this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fit it on the screen. <laughs> uh, uh, real oh, quick, man. a football note before we move on. Uh, Ryan, I don't know if you saw, they just released Dwayne Haskins. My Washington football team just what? released uh, about 10 minutes ago. He is no longer a quarterback on the Washington football team. What a shame. Uh, all right. Anyway, if you have any idea, oh, because he's been playing bad for the last two years. Okay. If you guys uh, have issues with the Wonder Woman uh, 84, or you want to talk about it or defend it or have, you know, as long as you don't spoil anything, you can send in your Streamlabs Super Touch Schmobots throughout the show. We will address them as they come in. Don't be shy about that. So please just want to let you know we're at 100 and we're almost at $200. So let's get above that $500 mark as quickly as possible. And then maybe we'll start setting some goals to get to 750 or maybe even 1,000 and get some karaoke going. Maybe some uh, post Christmas karaoke karaoke or a post uh, post uh, or a pre new year's eve karaoke also don't remember uh, don't forget the <laughs> schmuckdown awards voting is happening your votes must be in by january 2nd basically if you see the outlaw just vote yes yeah, check that box or <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not going to win shit this year. But yeah, yeah like <laughs> go and look at those things and don't put me for upset in the air. Collins in the Schmodown Awards voting. Where is that available, Alex? Where do they go? Schmodownlive.com and go. Facebook group, I believe. There you go. Uh, Facebook group and sportonlive.com to put your votes in. Get your votes in and off to the Cine Fanatics. Let's right, uh, move on to our next thing. <laughs> Much love to Robert and Chris over there. I love the Cine All right, yeah. uh, uh, Alex, what do we got? All right, staying in the DC lane. In an interview with the New York Times, the president of Warner Brothers DC Films Division said that the plan is to release up to six major DC Comics-inspired movies each year starting 2022. 
Up to four of these will have bigger budgets and will be designed for, re for release theatrically, and up to two specifically to premiere on HBO Max ex exclusively, in addition to potential series potential spin-off series that will air on Max, much like The Peacemaker. Roka, with DC going into the multiverse with Flash and multiple Batman in their movies, do you think this move uh, to have six DC movies every year will work? Things you have to say or do just to stay alive and keep a job. But I, w but I do know films, and I do know... Pa and I've, for many years, uh, being an avid film watcher, an avid reader of uh, The Hollywood Reporter, Variety, numerous other publications and websites about... Patterns within the street. The one thing you see all the time is the second you announce a bunch of movies or that you're going to do something, it immediately fall. You fall flat on you. And, and that to me, this is a mistake here to be announcing. We're going to do six a year. We're going to say Marvel is the only one that ever got away with like going like, Hey, this is all the stuff we got and not risking backlash with their movies. You know, star Wars announced a bunch of stuff, but then that trilogy got a lot of hate. Uh, things, uh, I, I think it's dangerous to announce this kind. I appreciate the ambition, but I also think you're setting yourself up for fans to go like, oh, really? Show me. Show me what you got. And it's not like the DC films have the greatest track record in terms of overall acceptance by critics and fans. So on the heels of the reaction to Wonder Woman 84. So this seems a little uh, dangerous, on, 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 in my opinion. I, as I said, I'm not an executive, but it seems a little dangerous. Steph, what do you think? Do you, do, you, do you appreciate the ambition of this, or do you think it might be dangerous for them to announce the stuff early i definitely appreciate the ambition of anyone who wants to put themselves out there especially an entire network or studio <laughs> uh but i agree with you it is risky you don't it also it doesn't allow space to see the audience reaction of what's working and what's not working great point i don't think that dc has actually figured out what exactly works for them the way marvel ended up figuring out what really works for them and I think that they need that space to figure out what works for them, what kind of style works for each character, what characters are working in general. So, and also in this article, it, it did kind of, I don't know if I read it wrong, but it sounded like the script for Wonder Woman 3 was almost done and that mm. they were going to be moving into production. That I don't necessarily like because mm. I do think that there are some lessons to be learned from uh, 1984 that can really, really be implemented into the script to make it the film that it deserves to be. And because this character is so important for so many reasons. So, yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that I, we're seeing it with HBO Max. We're seeing it with Disney. Everyone's like, this is what we've got. Like, choose your gang, choose your fighter. But uh, a little bit risky. Yeah. Well, RV, what do you think? Um, you know, I, 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 I think this is, it, you know, they're, they're counting chickens before they hatch. Right. Mm -hmm. And DC has had a lot of success recently with Aquaman, with Shazam, with Wonder Woman. And, you know, I think people forget how much success they've had recently because it's been, um, it's almost like with every good movie or good success they have, it, a flop follows like right afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. Like for every time we get a Shazam, there's a, you know, there's a Birds of Prey, which I like Birds of Prey too, but you know, right. people, it, it didn't do the best box office wise when there's things you know when there's an aquaman there's there's other things that that don't perform as well squad. too this is still, yep. you know, yeah exactly so there's you know i'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing it looks like they have a, a somewhat of a direction that they're going that's better um you know wonder woman 1984 wasn't the most reassuring but i definitely think um you know, I definitely look towards the Suicide Squad, the sequel, to mm. being really good. I look forward to some of their other future properties going forward. But six six movies a year is crazy. And there's one part of the article that I thought was just crazy. Um, 
it's at the most the one or I think this this might not have been the article that was sent, but one, I think this is out of variety. Um, the, the most expensive DC movies up to four starting in 2022 will be designed for release in theaters. Um, additional superhero movies uh, two annually is the goal will per- perhaps focus on riskier characters like Batgirl and Static Shock and will arrive exclusively on HBO Max. What? Yeah. How static shock. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yep. wait, wait a second. We're talking about static shock here. Yeah. By the way, for one, static the actual character's name is static, but you know, the show is called Static Shock. But if they right. want to call the movie Static Shock, I get it. Um that's one of the most that's one of the biggest like superhero properties in the entire world. Batgirl is one of the bigger characters. Like what yeah. what what Why other is that four riskier? Right, yeah, right. What right. other four movies do you have to prioritize? Over, over, over what you would consider, you know, riskier like Bad Girl and Static Shock. I mean, I yeah. get it. They're not like they're not the Supermans and the and the Batmans and the and the, and the Wonder Womans. But I mean, I, I I honestly personally think with the way that you know female empowerment is going up, that yeah. black black power and black representation on on film is going up. These are like the moves you sh- those are the two yeah. moves you should be pushing yeah. forward um, uh, and, and making bigger. I mean, especially isn't um, isn't um, um uh who's uh 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 Zoe Kravis playing um yeah Catwoman. So wouldn't wouldn't that be a good addition to add to the Batgirl movie? Like to kind yeah. of I don't know, there's there's so many different ways they could do it. Opportunities. Yeah, there's opportunities, yeah. but th- you know, don't 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 keep chasing like I don't want to see four Batman movies every year. Like that's right. what I don't want to see. And I feel like DC's <laughs> gonna fall into that because they're gonna be like, oh, we have four we have six DC movies, we have Lego Batman, we have Joker 2, we have a 90s Batman, and we got Justice League. Well, right. that's four movies of Batman in it. Where's oh, and then we got Static Shock and Batgirl on 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 Disney Plus. Well, right. HBO Max. Yeah, sorry. It's like, bro, well, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. You so. be careful. You can't have no yeah. black characters. Come on now. Slow down. Yeah. Here's yeah. the black Static is such a sick character. It's not, <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could do so much. You could just like blow the doors open with static. It's yep. such a good point, RB3. Mm-hmm. And say, same with Batgirl. Like there's that that's what works for DC, that gritty, that new, like they're they're they take a new approach, a less like mm-hmm. a polished superhero approach like Marvel takes. And yeah. that I agree, it's a missed opportunity if that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I interviewed Phil Lamar a few years ago. We talked about Static Shock, and he talked about how that show was very beloved, very <laughs> beloved. The only reason that they canceled, he think the number one reason in his mind was because it didn't, they didn't sell toys, they didn't sell merchandise, they didn't get that, that to the numbers where they would keep the series going. And so mm-hmm. for him, it's, it's the fact that they're bringing it back, I'm sure must be a, just an incredible joy. We'll see what part he plays in it. But having, uh, you know, having this come back, it's a very beloved character and beloved series that people are going to be excited about. There's nothing risky about doing Static Shock. And any riskier than it was to do Guardians of the Galaxy, which yes. 10 people read, for fuck's sake. So, like, to me, it's kind of insane to say that. Or Batgirl, which everybody knows Batgirl, for fuck's sake. So it's just frustrating to me some of the terms they use in addressing these things because they don't understand those words subconsciously carry meaning. Those mm. words immediately put people in a certain frame of mind who may not be familiar with the character or who or it insults people who are familiar with the character. And, uh, and I think that's just so dangerous. You got to be careful about how you present things. Uh, it's important, especially characters who are of color and especially women, female characters. So I don't I'm not trying to get woke either. So kiss my ass. I'm just trying to say <laughs> straight up, you know, that's how you approach it. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see, Ryan. What do you got? What do you got, Ryan? Yeah, you know, not a ton to add, but I'll I'll say. What do you got, white man? What do you got to say? 
<laughs> yeah, I just heard woke. Whoa. Is Roka getting all SJW again? Woke Come on. Woke SCN with Woke Roka. We're back on a Monday morning. John Woka here. I think, I think the again. big thing, one, one thing I'll Let say Let me tell is, you about Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> no, no, no. That was my Nat X. That was my Nat X. Anyway, go ahead. I see it. I see it. No, I think uh, they just haven't earned the trust of a of now announcing a slate and me buying that they're all going to come out. I think that's fair. If you look over the past six years, they have done this. I'm going to go ballpark five or six times where they're just like, here's our next 10 years of movies. And it's almost always scrapped. Like what's going on with that trench movie? What's going on? There was supposed to be two justice league movies. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a man of steel two for the longest time. Didn't happen. Like there's all the cyborg cyborg flashpoint, which may be probably is a different direct. Like it's, Mm -hmm. I just don't think they've earned that. Whereas Disney, I know it's going to happen because whether they announce something or not, we get a version of that slate. Like, I think the, the most thing that, that Disney's announced and hasn't come to fruition was that Inhumans movie, which turned into like a special show, but we still got oh, yeah. it. So yeah. I, I just don't really take a lot of these announcements um, to heart. I will say I'm a little optimistic, though, because the leadership has changed over the past True. year and a half there. So I think this is just like a really big and, and wishful thinking announcement. Yeah, Let's and look, all off. you DC fans out there are probably crazy excited. The ones who've enjoyed all the films, pretty much, except for maybe Suicide Squad, which is pretty much the universe you've hated film, uh, uh, you all might be excited about it. And I absolutely respect that. Chime in, leave us comments, send in your Super Chats, stream live robots, give us another angle on this, give us another point of view on this. If you really defend these films and love these films and are excited by this announcement, you know, I always open to hear uh, another side of this. Alex, what's your thoughts on this? I didn't read the actual full, like the New York Times article, mm. the full interview, but just going off of the dar- uh, of the article that was sent to us, I, it doesn't necessarily say like DC, Batman, like all those specific heroes. So I'm thinking, what if it's like, also, does that qualify Vertigo titles Ooh, coming in? Good point. So like what? there's a, um, one of my favorite comic books ever, I read it every year, graphic novels is called Day Tripper. And it's like a Brazilian book, a uh, Brazilian comic book about death. At the end of each issue, um, the character dies. And uh, it's just a beautiful story about uh, loving life and making the most out of every single day. And like, I wonder if a property like that can be adapted to, into a movie. So if it's like that, if, if they're taking those kinds of DC titles, DC, ver- I'd be super excited for that. I hope they yeah. explore their library in that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be, be. Oh, I'm sorry, sure. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I actually, I think that'd be a dope HBO show. I never heard of that yeah. comic book, uh, Alex, but I think that'd be an amazing HBO show yeah. myself. Yeah. Definitely check it out. You can check catch it, it on Pixar's Soul actually on Disney Plus right now. From how it sounds. Uh, <laughs> good point. Good point. There you so go. Like uh, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit too. Just let, for those of you who are Soul watchers, Brett, go ahead. What do you think about this? Um, yeah, I mean, they don't really mention really much of what's coming out right i mm-hmm. mean it's just that they're going to so it's hard to get excited about something hey something's coming up something <laughs> we got stuff you know i don't know that doesn't excite me that's uh that's kind of that uh when somebody posts i'm working on a secret project can't talk about it right now big things you know that's how i feel about that <laughs> all right fair enough fair enough alex uh what do you think about the idea that they could go um I mean, they keep 
talking about theater, they're just adamant that there's going to be theater going experience. What happened to all those articles that the cinemas were dead? I'm now I'm confused. I thought cinemas were dead. Now these studios are saying, no, 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 we're going to do this. Focus on theatrical stuff. Do you think this is a wise policy to, with one side of your mouth say 2021 all HBO Max, and then I'll say, but in the future, totally mostly theatrical. Well, I'm glad they're keeping it open uh, mm. to the to the hope to the, hopefully you know they know that. They hope that the vaccine will be more widely distributed and people will be more comfortable going back to theaters. So I'm glad that they are aiming for theatrical at least. So that's um, it's a good sign yeah. in my eyes. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Where are we at? Uh, uh, where are we at next, man? All right. Um, did anybody watch Soul? Do you guys want to talk about Soul yeah. for a little Ooh, bit? Yes. Give our thoughts on that. Yes. Roka, what did you think of the movie? Oh, man, let me let me let me break it down like this real quick. My girlfriend was adamant. She was not going to watch this movie. She doesn't like animated movies. She's, just kid. She's one of those people who thinks that animated films are for kids and only kids and blah, 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 right? If there's nothing wrong with your opinion, you can have that. I said, uh, she was tired uh, Sunday morning. We were laying around watching some TV. And I said, babes, I got to build a couple of nightstands for us. I'm going to watch Soul. Do you want to, or do you want me to go into the office and watch it by myself? And she's like, no, you can put it on. She was engrossed all the way from the beginning to the end. By the end, she's like, baby, I loved it. And I was like, yeah, you need to take my advice a little more. Like sometimes <laughs> these animated films do come in and uh, present these adult themes in a way that's incredibly moving and powerful and soul certain. I mean, I was so worried it was going to be another one of these old oh, black guys showing the white person how to live. Like that was going to be another one of the things that the, the way they call it, what did Spike call it? The magical Negro. I thought it was going to be uh, magical black Negro. Magical yeah. Black, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was going to be that, but it absolutely wasn't. It was two characters going through this journey together, figuring out how to appreciate life in their own way. And I loved it. And visually it's the most beautiful film they've ever done. I mean, there was the one time that I thought, this would be beautiful in IMAX or this would be beautiful in a theater. Uh, and it was the one film of the two films uh, between that and Wonder Woman 84 that made me uh, want to see it in a theater to really uh, uh, grasp everything I was watching. And great voiceover work by Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey overall and Angela Bassett, who delivers a great story near the end of the movie that will mess with your head and make you kind of take a step back if you're in tune with the movie. Uh, what'd you think, Garvey? Um, yeah, this was um, <clears throat> this is one of the best movies that I've seen uh, this year and definitely one of the best Pixar movies I've ever seen. Um, I actually watched this movie three times. Um, wow. I, saw it, I saw it once early and then uh, exactly. twice, um, you know, once with family on Christmas and once just by myself. And I can I mean, there's just so many like d dissertations and how I could just think of how many different ways this movie just touched me as an artist, as somebody who, you know, is as a black man, as a black person, um, you know, as someone who's just a fan of animation and seeing all the different forms and inspirations that they took from, like they're taking from like avant-garde, you know, 1930s, like animation style with like the minimalist, like limited animation, 1950s with like this, like really crazy photorealistic stuff that they're doing in the real world. Like it was almost yeah. like, it, it was like almost like they shot this movie and then they had like, animated characters put in like it looked like that real um yeah. so it's just and then you know every aspect from the music to you know like Trent, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and also the 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 jazz composer oh. um John John Baptiste I, I believe that's his name yep. um 
absolutely mesmerizing score. Like it just it just involved me and Gregory me in like Jensen donated twenty dollars. Thank you. Greg. Sorry I didn't get so see the Christmas Eve stream last week, but I have to say that was hands down my favorite stream of the year. I hope you all enjoyed the holidays. Also, I really enjoyed Soul. Jamie Foxx yep. and Tina Fey had great chemistry. We missed you, John. Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I know that I know the film had a little bit of backlash too. It's funny because when I first saw it, I knew immediately like it was going to have a little bit of that. But mm -hmm. I personally was just thoroughly moved by the message, what it represents yep. to both individuals and us as a people, as a collective. And I think if more people watch this, we could as a society just be more inspired to do more for others than for ourselves. Yeah. Um, so to me, I just, I was just incredibly moved by, I think this is JD one of the finer. JD donated $20. Hey everyone, I liked Wonder Woman 1984. I cool. didn't love it. Too many plot lines. I wish they did with Cheetah what Doctor Strange did with Mondo save her for the future. I really loved Soul. I love the story about the fish. Really speaks mm -hmm. about satisfaction. Yeah. And appreciating the journey you've been on instead of focusing on the journey you want to go on. Uh, Steph, what was your feeling about the movie? Oh my gosh, I loved it. I'm a huge animation girl. I, I live for animated films. I love Pixar. This might be my favorite Pixar movie as well. Mm. I think it did such an incredible job of towing the line of uh, wanting to have a purpose to the film and wanting the viewers to walk away with the lesson, but also just being a, an extremely entertaining story. And visually, by far my favorite animation that Pixar has ever done oh, or any God. animated studios. No. It was incredible to watch. I can't wait to watch it for a third time. I watched it twice. Uh, I From start to finish, you're just engulfed in it. And kind of like what we were saying about Static Shock and Batgirl and um, now in, we're seeing in the, just like this representation across film with Pixar, I mean, they completely elevated the way that I view Pixar by having inclusive storytelling. So having representation is more than just about people being seen and heard and properly represented in the country or around the world for what people actually look like. It makes the industry better as a whole. It makes stories better. It makes movies better. This movie is going to make every other studio check themselves and say, how do we reach that level? Yeah, good point. Alex? Yeah, I also love the movie. Um, I thought, um, yeah, Pixar is so good at, like, just looking at, like, metaphysical concepts with, like, mm -hmm. a relatable eye. And so they really nailed it with this one, just, like, uh, Inside Out. And um, what's another one they did? Everyone. Uh, every single one. Yeah. Coco. Dinosaur. Coco. Yeah. Coco, yes. Cars um, 3. Yeah, very metaphysical, Cars 3. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I love the little turn they had. Um, I think that's what RB3 was referring to. That was controversial. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that was in the trailers, but that caught me by surprise. It wasn't. And that's that's the funny thing. Like you watch, I watched mm -hmm. every single trailer and they didn't even touch that that plot yeah. point. Like they didn't even, they really just showed you literally the first 10 minutes, like yep. literally. Wow. And it was. Okay. I thought it was amazing. I thought that's, that's dope to see a trailer not spoil anything in a movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like when that any... switch when that when that uh, twist happened, I was like, "Oh no!" I, and then yeah. you're like, "Oh wow, they really made it work." It's so, almost yeah. like uh, this is a weird comparison, but like Brave in many ways, because I remember going to mm. that movie, and there's a huge twist that happens in that that I was yeah. not mm -hmm. aware of, and that's kind of how I felt with this movie too. It's it probably covers the 
most adult topics any Pixar movie, like purpose, meaning of life. Uh, like you were saying, satisfaction. Um, I also think this is a great movie for teachers. And yes. if you've ever lived in New York, like you get to see New York in autumn, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this movie's really deep. I don't know if it's for everyone. Like I think uh, Inside Out is the one I think people will compare it to the most. Where I think Inside Out is just a tiny bit more palatable for everybody. But this one's like darn close. I loved it. I cried for 15 minutes straight. Wow. Like I, I think even comparing it to another Pixar movie. Like, the beginning of Up annihilates you, and Ooh. then there's the rest of the movie. I think this is the flip. Like, there's the movie, and in the last 15 minutes, I was a puddle, and just, like, a mess. <laughs> and I had an existential crisis. Uh, but, no, it was it was really great. I was blown away at all the twists and turns it went. I really didn't expect it to go places that it went as early yeah. too tim simulated I mean, 20 thank you tim soul will definitely be the one to take the best animated feature oscar what uh, are no, the odds it gets a nomination for the best picture oscar and even winning it should it deserve that best picture conversation yeah. i think I, in I any other year you could say maybe maybe not this year i think you can't deny that it deserves to be in there for a thousand mm-hmm. percent you know? have you seen wolf walkers no, I Alex, I haven't, it seen, today. I haven't seen <laughs> Wolfwalkers out. It's on Apple TV. Yeah, I gotta watch that one. Oh, is that is the animated? animated one? Yeah. Yeah. They suggested. What did I? I just saw something on Apple TV, and then they suggested that That's, afterwards. Is oh that, yeah. Or is it it's Disney? It's on Apple it? TV. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's on, on Apple, Apple TV. Okay. I'm pretty sure. It was made by a tribe that hasn't uh, seen humans. It was. They did it fully on. Brett, you didn't see Soul. What's I, your goddamn problem? Well, well as RB3 pointed out before the show, my kids are racist. That's why we didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> I, it was honestly, I got to tell you, I, there, there's, it was tough to get them to to watch a movie. And I think it was tough because uh, I didn't push it too much because I knew it might be a little emotional. Um, mm. I don't know if I, I might watch it without them before, especially my daughter who, like, just oh the last episode of Mandalorian just broke her. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, uh, I definitely wanted to see it. There's, there's, uh, you know, honestly, there's been some, there's been some sad stuff going on with our family, uh, with my wife's family. So uh, we didn't want to watch anything that was going to make us too, too sad. To be honest with you, so yeah. we should have watched yeah. Wonder Woman because it would have made us angry. Apparently. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I definitely want to see it. I'm excited. And I, I did see a cool thing where they're showing like with Toy Story, they only did kids faces or something. Somebody did a screen grab of that yeah. where it's just kids faces. And then they show just one frame of, of like New York, a crowd of people walking down the New York street and like, you know, out of focus and all that. I mean, like the, the, that excites me too. The just how beautiful it's going to look, and I and I love that everybody's loving it because I didn't. I was gonna be so bummed if this one was gonna be a stinker because I, it was it was something that I I really wanted to be good, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's funny because when they first did Toy Story, they had a specific. They couldn't figure out a way to do hair. Like hair mm-hmm. was just impossible mm-hmm. during that time. And now, if you look at the hair and soul, like how detailed each character is. Like you know, you have the barber who has that thick beard yeah. and, and all mm-hmm. that, and you have um, Angela Bass's character, and also Felicia Rashad who plays his his, yeah. uh, his mom in the movie. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal as well. 
Um, it's just everything. They they made, they went out of their way to make all the characters unique and vibrant. And it's funny because there's not a lot of Pixar movies that are just about human characters that are just about humans. Like Up is one of them, and um, and there's a and Coco's another one. But this is really uh, this is really diving deep into the human the human psyche without any kind of you know. There's obviously fantastical elements with the soul world, but yeah. there's no like sort of like kind of fantasy or like superheroes or monsters or anything like that. It's a real human story that's being told. Well, uh, I was gonna yeah. ask John and and yeah. everyone really. I think this has the funniest Pixar joke in it. There's a With shot the they joke? take at the Knicks that yes. I oh, that... oh yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, gosh, I fell out. That's I where, fell out. I fell that's, out. That's, that's where this movie just excelled in a way that I think Wonder Woman nest didn't. And I hate to compare the two, but those are the two that came out this weekend. Yeah. It was in the details of Soul. You could tell that they had black writers writing the things that pertain to black people and the mm -hmm. black characters. And those were, are what really landed was the details of everything, even having a barbershop scene yeah. and have it be so like culturally correct was amazing to watch. And I think some, um, when you see Wonder Woman, the lens, um, is on gender and i think that's where in the details it kind of missed for some people who were really looking for it to hit on a strong like female power note yeah 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 i think that's a great point steph the comparisons of the audiences that they were uh looking to focus on and the foundation of the film that they were using right the black experience and the female experience how both of these films have mm -hmm. a little bit of similarities in that i think it's fair to compare them and not compare them in a way of like bashing one to support another but more like analyzing them from the approaches they both took so i think that's a fair comparison to make absolutely um yeah i the next joke was great i mean i literally <laughs> fell out on the ground just brilliant <laughs> And the gentleman came out who, who was one of the co-writers of the film. He said, listen, I've been a fan of the Knicks my whole life. I earned the right to write that joke. Because <laughs> some of the Knicks fans were kind of coming at the film and right. saying that they were unfairly vilifying the yeah. Knicks. They're like, he's like, I have cheered for the Knicks since I was a child. And I felt the need I could write that joke in there. So it's fair. Yeah. But also, but also, and I will say this, and this is, a, and I will see what you guys think. And maybe we should wrap up here after this. But they did such a deft job of showing the afterlife without any choosing any religious side on it or even yes. inferring religion. And, yes. and I thought that was brilliant, a very difficult thing to do. Uh, and they did it in such a powerful way. And they found a way to bring in new voices that we have not heard in voiceover, right? Rachel House is the, the actress in- Unreal. In Thor Ragnarok, she plays. She's the one that like Jeff Goldblum's always messing with uh, oh. in there. She's great, and she's the voice of Terry, who was mad about the counting and, and all of that. <laughs> and the other characters were involved. The guy, um, oh god, the the English. Uh, oh, right. Graham Norton. Richard, yeah, him, him, yeah, yeah. Who you said, Alex? Yeah, him and Graham Norton coming. And that was a great character. Holy shit, that I love that character. Yeah. If they do a TV series about that character and his exploits in the after, I want that series immediately. And so there's so much about it that they brought in some new voiceover voices that you hadn't heard before. And also it gave a new life to the film, a new level to the film that I thoroughly enjoyed as well. But yeah, I mean, that barbershop scene was hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Dar even... Darnell Rawlings too, who played the barber as well. Oh, like, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. He was, and he even says like, it was great to talk to you about more than just blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. that was nice. And even the scene, the quick scene, and for those of us who have 
family members and aunts that you got to kiss on the cheek. Just that little yes. moment I thought was brilliant. I was yes. like, that's life. That's life. That feels mm -hmm. real, you know? So mm -hmm. they did a great job with those moments, man. And, and, you know, also, you know, shout out, shout out, um, Kim Powers. That was the person you're referring mm -hmm. to Roka who co-wrote it and also co-directed the film. I know people are giving oh, yeah. P doctor right. a lot of the credit because he did a lot of Pixar movies like inside out and like mm -hmm. monsters Inc. But I think Keith powers was also the co-director and co-writer of this movie deserves an equal amount of credit for getting that representation and getting $20. making it feel authentic. They have yeah. an Thank you, joke. Bible. That's it. Not watching soul. Fuck em. JK just saying we're always the butt of a joke, LOL. Yeah, yeah. Powers also did uh, One Night in Miami, which you can check out. Oh, where's that? Oh, is that out? That's not out yet, is it? Comes out next week? Theaters, theaters. It's on theaters. I got to find my way to a link. I what are they movie. doing? What are, what are they doing? Why are they saying movies are released on Christmas and it's theatrical? What theaters? Yeah. Where are the theaters yeah. open? <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to see Promising Young Woman. I've been trying to see One Night Dame, how can I make my 2020 list if you're going to release yeah. the film <laughs> on December 25th theatrically? Yep. Where? What theater? Like, yeah. good point. Mm -mm. Promising a woman. You mentioned that, RB. That was a fucking great movie. Oh, I got a screener for that last week, and we finally watched it. It is incredible. Carrie mm -hmm. Mulligan should win Best Actress. Period. It is so so good. If you if you get to see this thing, uh, go see it. Alex, have you seen it? I'm sure you have. Three times. Not yet. I have well. Not. Oh, it's in your queue of things to get for, to? Yeah. I'm waiting for it to hit drive-ins. Have oh, you seen okay. Minari yet? Because that I'm Minari. just dying for. Yeah, Minari is my number one so far. It's an American okay. film, just for the okay. record. I need you to send me a list of Alex of, the, of your top 10 or top 20, because I want to check some boxes off this week. So We can talk can. about it later, because we have our next oh, story about, oh. about Oscars. All right, uh, let's move on. Hulu has oh, acquired. Wait, hold on, hold on, Alex. Where are we at right now? Two, oh, yeah, we have $300. Come on, people. We got 45 minutes. Let's get above 500. Let's get to 750, and Brett Sharon will take his shirt off. Let's get to 750. Well, hey! He will sing, um, pour some sugar on me, um, with maple syrup pouring onto I, his chest. That's what we're going to get I, I at 750. I don't know if that's a. His kids will come in with maple syrup and pour it on him. His mind will take over his body and take yes. off his shirt. Yes. Yes. Like a syrupy mystique. <laughs> <laughs> he will take over his body. He will have <clears throat> sex with Gal Gadot. All right, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, so Hulu has acquired the Billie Holiday biopic titled The United States vs. Billie Holiday, directed by Lee Daniels and starring Andre Day as the legendary jazz singer. It was originally to have a theatrical release on February 26, 2021 with Paramount, though Hulu hasn't announced a new date, but will probably keep a date before March to qualify for Oscars. The movie also stars Travante Rhodes, Garrett Hedlund, Natasha Leone, Divine Joy Randolph, and others. Roka, are you excited to see this movie, and do you think it'll be a major player in the Oscars? Oh, yeah. I think Lee Daniels is obviously since Precious. I'm not going to do that whole title. Uh, uh, he's been a really Lee good director. Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Written by. Uh, but uh, I, I thought The Paperboy was an interesting film. Not great, but certainly interesting. I like his point of view and it's challenging when you watch his movies the butler ugh, was a little on the fence about but i liked the, those two previous movies i don't think i saw shadow boxer um when he did that with uh helen mirren you should uh, it's hilarious I'm really? okay <laughs> i'm scared to watch it but but i do love billy holiday and you know i'm, I'm not going to speak too much about because i don't want to but like the reason soul worked for me is because i am in i've been into jazz for 20 years now and so having them touch that i'm not trying to anything i just love it and so it was great to see that so billy 
Billie Holiday, you can't be into jazz and not also love Billie Holiday and listen to Billie Holiday and have her move you. Plus, such a tragic story. If you've seen Diana Ross' version of, of A Lady Sings the Blues, it's essentially the Billie mm. Holiday story. It's fantastic as well. So I, I, she is such a powerful uh, uh, figure in the world of singers and in the world of entertainment that I love that they're doing this. And I hopefully Daniels is directing an incredible film exploring this with her. Uh, RB, what's your thoughts on this? Um, well, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about uh, any, any kind of biopic that highlights, you know, singers and all that kind of stuff. I just, mm. um, I haven't started Ma Rainey yet on Netflix. Oh, I haven't yeah, started yeah. it yet, but I'm really looking forward to that. But Billie Holiday, I think is uh, particularly interesting because she had, she she was like a like a, a, a lighter complexion. So it's you know it's it's there's also a conversation about you know uh, skin skin tone and mm. fair tone versus you know darker complected people in the black community. And that's something I think can be explored here. But on top of that, like this the actual legal drama like at the center of this. I like biopics that are not necessarily about like a full life story that are just about one situation or one, one one scenario and i hope this this does really well i just you know lee daniels is a is a great director um you know i like i, I laughed at shadow boxer i think it's a wonderfully hilarious film and then paperboy as well and then the, his actual great movies like like uh precious is is good too yeah um but you know after you know i'm, I'm not gonna lie though it's part of me that you know has a sour taste in my mouth after empire but you know that's the TV show, and this is this is going to be a movie. So I'm looking forward to see what what, what this is going to be. Well, I mean, it resuscitated Terrence Howard, and it really brought Taraji P Henson into prominence yeah. for a lot of yeah. people. So you know, whatever your feelings are about that show, and I totally respect that. Yeah. Um, First two seasons are great. First two seasons yeah, are great. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, what do you think, Steph? I'm excited about this. Billie Holiday is uh, one of the greatest to ever do it, and I think mm. she's a super dimensional human that had so many factors and. I'm curious to see which ones they are gonna write about or focus on in the film. But uh, Alex, you say Andre Day is gonna be singing or also acting oh, as- She's the lead. She's the lead. lead. I love Andre Day and I, I am so excited to see, cause that's her acting debut, isn't it? Or has uh, she- Kinda, yes. She's been in music videos. She's been in a couple other things as a character in music videos. But as an actress, she has not been in much as a, she hasn't been in anything as a lead. She was a voice in Cars 3. She was yeah, in Marshall uh, as a character, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's exciting because she can sing. Hmm. So I'm excited for it. Okay. All right. Alex? Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about Billie Holiday, uh, so I'm excited to see this, uh, this movie. And uh, I haven't actually seen any of Lee Daniels' movies as well. So I'm sign me up for this one. I do love Travante Rhodes and Garrett Hedlund. Uh, so I will be watching this movie, and I think okay. she'll she'll definitely be a player in the 2020 Oscars if they're looking if they're uh, submitting for all that. Yeah, fair point. Uh, Ryan, what's your ex uh, experience with the Billie Holiday? Do you like this? Are you excited about it? Truly, do not know a lot about Billie Holiday whatsoever. Okay. Uh, I am a, a Lee Daniels uh, fan. I, I, I like. The majority of his films the, the part of the story that actually fascinates me the most is the deal with hulu uh hulu has been doing this a few times with, with some other uh, studios like tristar like i know they did a day and date streaming deal with neon when they released happiest season so i think that this is going to be a new thing with hulu where a lot of these uh these companies these production companies like your tristars your your Paramounts, ones that don't really have a streaming platform, they don't have their mm -hmm. own Disney Plus, yeah. are going to be making these deals with Hulu 
and uh, other platforms where they have like, hey, we're getting the money from the theatrical release, and then we're going to have a deal with you for streaming. And mm -hmm. that might be like a lot of movies in 2021. So this yeah. is the first one that they have done with Paramount. And I just find it really interesting that Disney's doing something like that with Paramount yeah. after the film has been made. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's funny you talk about Paramount because they've been doing that almost exclusively or Vi Viacom, you know, the parent company, because they've been doing that with Netflix, like with the Avatar shows and, and you know, the eventual live action show they're going to do. And they're doing it with uh, Amazon Prime with uh, Coming to America, too, yeah. which is having that day and day like release as well. So I'm excited to see. I think it's good that studios partner with you know, streaming services, because that is the future. Yeah. I don't want to see every studio make their own streaming service. Yeah. Uh, right. so, You're uh, on record on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think this is, I think partnering with the the the, the already existing ones, especially if it's outside of Netflix, you know, we need competition in the Charlie space. Brown donated $20. Oh, Thank you, Charlie. Saw Tenet over the weekend and holy oh. chit. I got at least most of the story in the first viewing, but definitely takes multiple views to get everything. <laughs> Have any of yeah. you seen it? Sup, bro? Hi, Brett. Dude, RB3 drove to Vegas to see it. Yes. Yeah. I drove to San Diego. Uh, I was in San Diego when I watched it in the drive-in. Uh, I tried to watch it one other time. I hate not being able to figure out movies. I figured it out. I figured it out, but it's like, did we figure it out? Like, what? I felt like I was opening those boxes in a box in a box in a box, and then you get to the last box, and you're like, holy shit, it's about to be a diamond ring, and then it was an empty box. Whoa. <laughs> That's the perfect oh, review. That is such wow. a good review. <laughs> That's really fun really watch, good. though. Fun watch, but I didn't take anything home. I'm still, I'm no diamond ring on this hand, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you sure the diamond ring wasn't in there? I feel yeah. like the diamond ring had been in there, but by the time you got to it, the diamond ring. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm an yeah. inverted bullet. Yeah, you so went for, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, go back to the start of the story. The diamond ring's in there. Um, at least oh. that's what I got. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, congratulations on watching it. Uh, it's an interesting film to say the least. I don't know uh, how much more. <laughs> it's a discussion that's a month late, I think. Uh, but yeah, um, but Brett, uh, any thoughts on Billy Holiday, real quick? I bet uh, people don't think that uh, the whitest person uh, around is a big Billy Holiday fan, but I am a massive Billy Holiday fan. Preach. And preach. if there is anyone who, like, emotion through singing, just heartbreakingly beautiful voice, heartbreaking story, um, is Andre Day going to do is that uh, is she gonna sing the songs or is it gonna i imagine be so she's a great yeah. singer so i imagine yeah so. yeah, yeah. I, that that'll be interesting for me because i mean to to top billy you it's just i don't know if you if you watch shows like the voice and things like that and you you hear like a 14 year old sing a song and they don't sound like that they they really that's about heartache or something like mm. that this this woman had heartache she had she, abusive relationships she, yep. she was arrested mm -hmm. she was you know told she couldn't sing, sing strange fruit um which yeah. is a heartbreaking song too but like she just it, it it just it's a sad story and i don't uh um i i i'm i do want to see it and it's it's pro it's probably going to be pretty pretty touching i'm going to yeah. say um, you know a lot, a lot of those people right uh brett you know this in the early uh, parts of jazz you know uh suffered through mm -hmm. a lot of that you know chet baker a lot of his uh drug use you had burr charlie parker his drug use what that led to and certainly uh, Billie Holiday having some of this as well. Certainly, as you spoke about the abusive relationship she was in, she died young, 44 years old. Yeah, and the, F the FBI was after her 
for 20 years from 1939 to 1959 mm -hmm. they went after her. and i imagine that this is part of it's the case they yeah. arrested her in her hospital bed as she was dying they literally put cuffs on her as wow. she was dying. In oh my hospital. gosh! So, so these are the things that, like, which this woman was unfortunately just like somebody. So just a lot of tragedy, a lot of sadness followed her, and she was with men who abused her physically. She married a mob enforcer near the end of her life. So just very interesting things, and of course, being around so many incredible artists who wanted to work with her uh, at the time, legendary artists uh, who wanted to work with her at the time as well. And Brett's right. If you, you haven't heard a song be sung until billy sings it uh, yeah. it's for real it's for real it's mm. haunting and aching and gorgeous at the same time um all and right also it's written by uh, susan laurie parks who uh wrote the pulitzer prize winning play uh top dog underdog mm. which is one of my favorite plays i've ever read before so yeah also another reason to be excited for this who came out of that one alex wasn't there a an actor who became famous off of that top dog underdog i forget uh jeffrey wright was in That's the original it. production with Maul's death Cheadle. wasn't it Maul's death don oh Cheadle. don Cheadle. okay don yeah. Cheadle. most death also uh replaced right. Cheadle. i remember yeah. Maul's death being a part of it uh all right uh where are we at right now we got to get in some stream labs here but we're at 314 dollars maybe you hate me is that what it is uh, come on people 175 more dollars let's get the 500 for the end of the show for god's sakes we need your Streamlabs Super Touch Mobot so we can keep coming back every day to talk about these kinds of things and have fun conversations with you. So please send some support as we're rolling through here over the next forty, uh, next thirty-five minutes and, and answering your Streamlabs. So are we, are we uh, still doing karaoke? Uh, I don't. At this are point, are you throwing your somebody, hat in? Are you throwing your yeah? Hat are you are you saying something? I want. I want. I want hey, listen. Hey, listen. I realized that more of uh, that song "Shug" by the Baby. Then I'm probably proud, oh. proud to own it. So okay. I'm willing to I'm willing to come on here and uh and wager. Let's if we have six come on, y'all. Let's 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 get some baby going. You know? All right. That's RB3. RB3. Six hundred dollars for baby. Let's Hell do it. Yes. I'm oh down my with gosh, it. you guys make this happen. Come on, guys. Is We're that the one on. that has the lyric wah wah wah? I'm a baby. Or no, no, no that's little baby. Oh, no. That's little that's baby. The, oh, there's a different. Oh, I yeah. get my babies mixed yeah. up. <laughs> there's the baby and there's, there's the little baby. Don't we all? Oh, yeah. oh god. But they have man. songs together. Mm -hmm. uh, what baby. two babies? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are two. We are two hundred and seventy-five dollars short. So if you can jump in with a two seventy-five, maybe two of you just do one hundred and thirty-five dollars each. I think we'll get there. I'll throw in the extra five to cover it, and we'll get RB three doing this song. So come on, people, help us out. Get us that we only have thirty some minutes left. So please uh, reach into reach into your pockets, reach into your souls, and send us some money. Uh, Alex, we do have an acolyte news uh, to get into. What do we got? Uh -huh. Yeah, so Rain Roberts will join Leslie Headland as showrunner and executive producer on the Star Wars The Acolyte TV series on Disney+. Roberts was vice president of film development at Lucasfilm and has been key to the development and production stages of all Disney-era Star Wars films and the Rebels series. Roka, does this addition of Roberts of rain roberts coming onto the project excite you for the series yeah a thousand percent a thousand percent you've developed lucasfilm you understand what star wars mission is you understand what works and what doesn't work when you're trying to do a star wars series like this and especially to kind of go out on a limb on so you want to have someone who really understands the the uh, the franchise well and what they're trying to do there so i'm excited about this uh, as well so yeah i'm cool with this uh what do you think there uh ryan i think this is awesome this is in-house uh, like you said, VP of development. She was also a creative exec mm. for many years. Really cool pick. I think a lot of people expect uh, 
tend to expect like, oh, if we're going to bring a showrunner on, it's someone like, you know, from, from another series or mm. who, who's done other amazing work. But I think this is an example where you already have someone who's done a show like Russian Doll coming in. Yeah. And now you have someone who's been at Lucasfilm for all this time, is on top of all the development. I think this is a really smart pick and a really inspired pick. Um, and it's almost it's almost obvious when you like read up on her. And she, yeah. she's been along for all the development of all their features and Rebels, other TV shows. So this is just shaping up to be like this badass uh, female Star Wars story that's taking place back further than anything we've seen live action. And mm -hmm. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. So, so bro, what you got? Yeah, I agree. I think the fact that it's on a different timeline than what we're familiar with, but they're bringing in someone who's very familiar with the galaxy is a really smart move because, and you're mixing it with new additions. So I just think it's a perfect balance of knowing where the root of Star Wars is and where the heart lies, but also since it's a new era, we there's so much space to create new things. So I, I think this pairing is going to be dope. Mm, all right, fair. RV? I don't know anything about this at all. So it <laughs> right. sounds good to me. Sounds all good right. to me. All right. That's the Brett Sheridan answer. All right. Uh, talk to me, Brett. What do you think about? Oh, he's got a power outage. Alex, what's your thoughts oh, on this? Yeah. He just oh, no. uh, texted us. He had a power outage. So oh, wow. let's take, let's take him down so that he can come yeah, back. Take him down. Up, right. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you got? Yeah. I mean, uh, I was already excited about this and adding another female showrunner to this, uh, Mm. Makes me even more excited. So now, yeah, adding another female showrunner, Alex. Let me come back to you again. Do you think this will be the approach they did? Will this be female-led, female? Uh, what do you what do you anticipate will happen here? Well, I mean, it um, on the on the article it also says, yeah, the acolyte is described as a female-centric mystery thriller series right. set at the tail end of the High Republic era. So it's like having that as we were talking about with Wonder Woman and uh, Soul, just having the right perspective and mm. uh, with the people behind the scenes will make the uh, intimacy of the project even better. Do you think it'll have shades that, what I guess I should have clarified, do you think it'll have the shades of like female squad moment like we saw in Mandalorian where all those ladies were kicking ass uh, making sure Mando could get into the ship? Do you think it'll ask, it'd be like, like a gang of female Jedi whooping some ass up in there? What do you Gregory think? Oh, yeah. Jensen donated $20. Regarding the Acolyte news, this is the perfect partner to bring on to a female-led Star Wars story. Mm. Anyone get a chance to see the first episode of the Mando Behind the Scenes Gallery episode? It was amazing. Really shows the care that goes into it. I think it's the only episode, by the way. Mm -hmm. it's, just a, it's just a doc. I saw that. And you're right. I think that got me even more excited seeing the, the kinship with Filoni and Favreau. Um, yeah. And just imagining, I think these two women are going to be that for this show. Yeah, and and carrying it and again hiring someone in-house the thing that i love the most about star wars is the the congruency between all medium mm. like it's comics books tv movies and somehow they're all keeping it kind of in line and someone who's dealing with that every day working at lucasfilm um, with development and is familiar with all these new books that are coming out where this this series is going to take place i just think that this show is it's so exciting and like oh yeah. gosh and what you talk about, people want to bash Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy is the person who made that happen. She was very clear. We're going to streamline everything. Everything's going to feed into itself so that people will be able to enjoy it as an immersive experience, no matter what media they enjoy, enjoy uh, they enjoy, uh, uh, enjoying Star Wars through. So it's, that was her decision to make it very, very clear. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into some Streamlabs. Uh, uh, let's get into that 600. Come on, people. We're at 335. Let's keep it going. Come on. 
We're only 270 short. Let's keep it going. All right, Alex, what do we got? And Brett's back. All right, a lot of these Streamlabs are kind of Wonder Woman takes, so I'll just read through them, and uh, thank you for letting us know what you think. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, power <laughs> outage. That was scary. Oh, oh. Flash and, like, oh, oh shit. Transformer? Yeah, I don't know. I hope. In disguise. Oh, the Transformer. Mm. <laughs> Let me see one little one just jump behind him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. All right, uh, from Review and Play 23. Happy holidays, everyone. I saw Wonder Woman 84 in 4K on Saturday. Don't recommend it. I felt bad for the movie makers whenever an action scene happened. Who was to blame for that terrible CGI work? Patty and her crew or WB and their crew? Liked the, liked the love story, though. I don't think it was... I thought a lot of it looked pretty good. Um, I, yeah. I, I think it's hard. Obviously, it's not going to be the same seeing it at home. Right? I, I think mm. the, the one thing that you might be talking about is Cheetah... I'm just not even going to say anything about that. But everything else, <laughs> everything else, though, I thought was pretty great. Charlie like, Brown donated $20 for the sake of Charlie making RB3 sing him down to contribute more. Hypothetical okay. question. Who do you think would have had a bigger career if their lives weren't cut short because of tragedy? Richie okay. Valens or Selena? Selena was 23 and Richie was 17. Good Latino question. Good Latino question. Wow. Um... I say Selena. Um, I think she had more broad appeal. Although, I mean, I think, I think Richie would have got lost with all the other rockers eventually. And, yeah. But I think Selena certainly had a distinct uh, approach to the world and she had crossed over. And that, there's a certain element of that when you can cross over, then you become unique. And become unique makes people more interested in seeing you. What do y'all think? Well, who are like we still talking about? You know, the most. Right. Who just Selena. got a show on Netflix? Who already Great has point, a movie with Jennifer Lopez? It's Selena. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Enough said. Now, <laughs> all right. Let's move on, Alex. Dig in, hearing about the untimely passing of Brody Lee. Mm. Saw him wrestle an amazing match against the New Day in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. Seemed like a wonderful family man. Forty-one to go. Yeah, lung issues. They were not apparently they were not COVID related, but I mean, apparently this guy left an incredible mark on so many different people from so many different wrestling organizations, professional wrestling organizations. People were broken up all weekend about it. Famous people, people who are, uh, you know, still building their own names and everything in between just sent some beautiful words towards this man who touched so many people and sadly passed at 41. That's mind-blowing. I'll probably live to 141. That's going to be my curse. All right, Alex, what's next? Another take from Trouser Snake Jay Concho. Hello. What did I wish for on Friday? 30 minutes into Wonder Woman 84, I wished for it to be over. I base movies on keeping my attention. I was so bored by this movie. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman, but wow, this script has to be the worst that worst that uh, than DC has done. Don't, Brett. No, I will. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, definitely watch, Brett. Don't, don't ever tell people not to see something. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's silly. I appreciate your comments, but, uh, or I mean your donation but that's silly but i would do it <laughs> fuckless in seattle oh no now fuckless tells back. me not to see it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying to mike primus donated 100 dollars. whoa thank you, whoa. you get us on the way it Let's is monday it. in another week few more days left in 2020 ready to hit 2021 and tackle the world hope Let's everyone is having a good holiday so far I didn't care for oh. WW84, but have no problem with anyone who did like it. Yeah. Amen. It's a shame we have to say that, right? It's a shame yeah. nowadays. 
Uh, yeah, so that puts us at four fifty-five. Come on, people, we're only one hundred and fifty dollars away. So if someone wants to donate one fifty, boom, we're there, yeah, and RB three yeah, sure. is doing it. So let's make oh. it happen. I'm a young CEO. Uh, sure. Hey, preview. Preview. All right, Alex, what do we got? Uh, yeah, Mister Fuckless says, "Hope y'all had a great Christmas weekend." <laughs> wait, 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 uh, oh, oh, oh. Is Mister Fuckless Fuckless in Seattle's daddy? Is that what that yeah. is? That how we're doing? Oh, this? I don't know actually. Oh, but, uh, I gotta find out, man. Yeah, well, All right. Let us know. Donate Fuckless, and uh, we'll let us know. <laughs> Donate one fifty um, and let us know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Alex singing "Boulevard of Broken Dreams" last week was nice. Can someone oh, please nice. sing that song for a goal? Y'all are great. May God bless y'all, except for Steph. Because it looks like he already did, and maybe more. Thanks. Oh, oh my Jesus. god, I was so scared. I was yeah. Like, <laughs> Except oh my god, stick. Alex, you had to pause there. I was like, bro, For what did I do? You said to put pause. pause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, appreciate you, fam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Buckless. I'd throw my hat um, in the ring for Boulevard Broken Dreams uh, doing Watto at 7.50. <laughs> okay. There you go. There you go. All right. Did I see? I saw a clip on Twitter of Ben Goddard doing California Love. Is that true? Yeah, was that? <laughs> yeah. Man, what has the show turned into? Yeah, yes, was, man. That was rough. <laughs> the Honorable Tupac. Oh, God. Uh, Tupac oh, my God. wake up like Coachella and be yeah. like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Hey, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I get whitewashing, oh, but Jesus, come on now. Hey, all right, let's just... <laughs> just giving you shit, man. All right, next. All right. Next. Review and Play 23 says, I'm Latino. I didn't recognize Pedro Pascal. I kept telling my girlfriend I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be a Latino or Caucasian because I heard an accent, but I couldn't pin it. And then when we get his flashback, we had the biggest laugh. Yeah, um, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, as a Latino watching that, I I was very upset about it, but I'm not going to make a huge about it because it's pedro and pedro understood the story when he took it and pedro's one of the icons right now in the ads community for latinos so i got no issues with him taking the role and doing it but then flashing back to the fact we get the we get that typical shit oh of course it's a macho latino dad drunk smacking his wife around that's the only latinos that we have in the movie besides this besides mm-hmm. maxwell lord who's driven by it just was so frustrating because i'm like fuck man we've done so much more for this world and you're going to show us in the stereotypical way i just thought it was a mistake and before people come for me for this shit show me five thousand other examples where it hasn't been that way then you've earned the fact that you can go back to this example but when i have five thousand examples of them showing latinos this way to balance out one time where they haven't so it's just frustrating johnson donated 50 dollars through super chat Wonder Woman was set in DC in 80s. Where was all the chocolate in Chocolate City? Just an observation, not a criticism. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Absolutely fair. Only one or oh, two black characters in the movie, right? The little girl and their boss. And neither oh, one get that, that much. Girl. She was a cutie, for sure. But it was a bit of a token uh, yep. inclusion. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yep. Um, yes, DC. I grew up in DC. DC, Northern Virginia, a lot of black folks around that area during that time. So surprising that that wasn't uh, the situation that they were showing. Uh, all right, next, Alex. Cunt Dooku. Hello, people. Hope you all had a great Christmas. I certainly didn't. It's true that Santa is not real. I asked him for anything that would make me happy, but I didn't get Steph Sabra for Christmas. So that's oh, not damn it. Damn it. Damn it. God damn it. We guys stop these clumsy attempts. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there could be 
kids watching. Why are you spoiling Santa? <laughs> mm. I Wait. hope there's no one watching that is at that age. I know. <laughs> this is really inspiring tele-show. Uh, the kids should watch us. <laughs> oh, yeah, just yeah, big yeah. black dongs everywhere. No! In like, Seattle and Kanduku yeah. have something yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, are we bringing back? Can we say that now? Because last what? time I came on here and said, Kanye, y'all got mad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, look, Santa's not like a wishing rock that will make anything come true. All right, sometimes, oh! sometimes you know, <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's here or there. It's here or there. Wait, so bro, where are you at? Is that you behind you? Oh yeah, this is my dad's office. I'm clearly the favorite child. Uh, this is a oh! my jersey from college, and that's me. I'm Dang. right under my thighs. <laughs> look at you, Sabra, playing field hockey. Respect. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. oh, well, there was too much to borrow for one camera to handle. <laughs> YouTube censored us. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, we're, we're, we're $93 short, people. We're $93 short from RB doing his thing. So please send him in. Uh, send it in before we get the, out of here. All right, Alex, what's next? Haskell420. Hey, Haskell420 says, hey, gang. On first watch, I liked it a lot, even with the pacing problems and MacGuffin. I saw it again as maybe I missed some things the first time, and I took notes. The plot holes are gaping, and MacGuffin's rules changed throughout, and how it was resolved was total BS. 5 out of 10. Thank you for that, Haskell. Uh, okay. Hitman Sabra says, about the Patty Jenkins stuff, I have a question for Roka. Okay. Was the discourse around divisive movies Wait. like Temple of Doom more civil than the discourse around Last Jedi and now 1984? People are turning their dislike of a film into a whole movement. Yeah, well, it's because there wasn't social media back then. You know, you can't compare anything from back then to now because people didn't have a discourse other than the comments section on their local newspaper or whatever or sending in letters but that wasn't really covered it wasn't until websites started happening social media started happening then people who've probably had very strong feelings about movies certainly that's how all of us got into uh, talking about movies is because we did it with our friends having debates and fights and discourse about movies it got brought from the from the you know from the lunchroom or the bedroom or where or on the phone or wherever to social media so that's why you have more of it but i do remember a lot of people hating temple of doom i was one of them and were really disappointed and not sure and guess what they brought uh, they brought spielberg back to do a third one so you know no. there were issues there so it's like those kinds of things uh, are always uh, hanging around. Yes, and there were fights over the Ewoks, and there still are fights over the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, whether it should have been Ewoks. should have been Chewbacca and his crew, or if it should have been Ewoks, should have been Wookiees or Ewoks. There's always those fights. So yes, people were just as passionate back then. They just didn't have a place to put it. Now they do. So also wasn't a pandemic where everyone's at home. It's on the biggest nah, holiday. Only two movies come out. Everyone has a device that can share their thoughts immediately. True. Uh -huh. uh, it's almost like there's a magnifying glass on both of these movies, unlike anything we've ever had before. True, true, true. All right, Alex, what's next? Senator Failed Orgasm says, oh. finally saw Tenet at home and really liked it. Don't really get confused when watching movies, but this is something else. Nolan just dumps dialogue on you without showing it first. Inception had better exposition scenes, but there was some <laughs> cleverness in Tenet. Thoughts? <laughs> I just gotta say, I like uh, my take on Tenet. Uh, yeah. I think I tweeted it out before. It's like, uh, I was a math major, so like it was like doing a really fun math problem where I really wanted to get to that answer, 
and for me it was was very satisfying and like yes i accomplished something I saw it and i i liked it too i do understand people who are upset of how confusing it was it is because it is like you know it, it is kind of like disrespectfully um, obnoxious <laughs> when it comes to like how much information is throwing at you. Um, still parts of it that I have no idea what's going on. So, yeah. all right, fair. All right, what's next? All right. Oh, Kyle Kuzma's in the chat saying, oh! What up, people? <laughs> Evil Elmo doing the Ezekiel chapter 2517 last week was freaking awesome. Steph, mm. did you all see that? Mm. Oh, I almost forgot. Steph, you're a nerd, right? Forget about the fictitious <laughs> Superman, Sorry. Iron Man, or Batman. I'll be your real man. How's that, Roka? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I'm going to I'm going to start a school. I'm going to start a school for you to learn how to Almost talk to a woman and have some game, for God's sake. I'll be three years Thank visiting you. and no one asks for a Roger impression. For shame. So is fantastic. Can oh, we get RB yeah. three years Roger explaining his spark of life? There we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? I'm John Roker here. And I'm, uh, yo, let me tell you something about what, what, what sparks my life. What sparks my personality, what sparks my life. It's all about Diet Coke. What's the Diet Coke? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, what are we talking about? Oh, we got $600 here. Oh, we are $70 away from the $600. Get the money, donate the money. <laughs> Perfect. To yeah. No. Nope. Thank you. Oscar worthy. <laughs> <Jeff's kiss. laughs> wow. And he's right. We are seventy dollars. So chime in. Money, you sons of bitches. We're seventy short. You want to have RB three do some do this push? Come on, send in the money. All right. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Let's keep going. Excellent, excellent work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the mic back. <laughs> All right. Next one from Galga. Don't. Oh. Here's a drinking game for Wonder Woman 84. Take a drink that. every time there's a yeah, negative stereotype. All these people shooting okay. their shot at Steph has got me inspired, so here goes nothing always having to fix everything no. yourself. Brett, let me be your handy person for a change. Get your mind put off with guts of folks. Happy Monday, y'all. Nice. All right. <laughs> Put some punctuation there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We're fifty dollars <laughs> short after that one. Thank you so much. That's great. Come on, fifty bucks, people. So to I answer that, that one, minus. thank you. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I, I... <laughs> I didn't know what it oh said. God. It was a little oh yeah. <laughs> Somehow Brett and I were connected, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, am I? How was you shooting your shot with Steph and mentioning me being a handyman? I don't know. Yeah, I was confused. <laughs> Sorry, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Send more like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, see that guy over there? Says hello, SEN crew. I absolutely loved Soul. Might be at the top of my list for 2020. Mm. I don't really clamor too much for representation, but as a Filipino trombone player in middle school slash high school, it was nice to see an Asian trombone player on screen. Yay, Asians. Honey. Okay. Connie was great. She had a great solo yeah. in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Next one from Haunted. Hi, Alex. I watched Never Rarely, Sometimes Always since you recommended it. And wow, a beautiful film. Will you all be making a top 10 slash top 10 TV shows? Movies. Yeah, top 10 movies slash top 10 TV show, year, show this year or early next year? Thanks. Um, yes, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always uh, on my top 10 this year. Your nine uh, side donated $20. 
Listen here people, mm, so close. there's only two days left until we hear Brett screaming from the rooftops Valhalla incoming because his wife said to him come hither and pillage my village as Vikings is on Amazon Prime. Skull. Hashtag daddy getting his millennia polished tonight. I might be the one of the day. Uh, oh, I just saw somebody put it out. They were shooting their shot at me. Oh. oh. I see, I see, I see. I and also, we haven't started it yet, but apparently I think Bridgerton might be my new uh, ah, helper, yeah. wingman, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I heard it was uh, quite, 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 quite enticing. That's what yes, I heard. Yes, um, yes, I do want to say, though, there's two days left for, for getting and breast Vikings, but there are three days left on a Cardboard Castle Seed and Spark campaign that we are currently running right now. It's a new film that I'm producing um, yeah. with uh, a good buddy of mine, John, uh, John, Johnny Rome, Romy, and we are... It, the film is such a mind-blowing concept. It's about a, a, a young non-binary teenager who is um, dealing with, like, you know, griping, grappling with uh, how they should move forward in life. Yeah, and Do they have imaginary friends? $20. Was trying to shoot mm, my shot you. with Brett. It'll be your handy person. <laughs> Apologize. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it. I um, we're, yeah, we're close. We're, we're close to the goal today, but we are a little further on the goal for cardboard castles. We are literally like we're, we're over half. So our goal initially was 10,000 for seed and spark. You need to hit eight right now. We're at like 4.5. And that's actually really good because actually last week at this time, we're at like two, 2000 to 250 or something like that. So it was, it was not, you know, we, we are showing a lot of growth and you can donate and you can contribute today. Um, and if you would like to, the link is in the description down below. It's also the pinned tweet on my Twitter account. So please people, I know we donate. I've seen people, the James Lavarios and Anthony Nugent's donate hundreds and thousands to the show. If anybody could just, if all the people who are watching now could just donate $5 and that's like the little minimum Danny Green can't shoot. You get a social media shout out from me. So here is 50. Thank you, Danny Green. Given to Thank the you. clippers yesterday. <laughs> oh. Oh Yo. shoot! That's that's tough. That's tough. Uh, that's tough. Here's fifty. That's that how you shoot your shot. That's oh, how you shoot your shot. Man. All right. So wow. now we've. By the way, uh, RB3 is absolutely right. So go and click that link down there. Go and go to his uh, to his uh, Twitter. And three and, days left. Three days. Three left. days left. Three days left. Go and help him uh, get there as well. Reach that goal. RB3 doing great stuff uh, for sure, and getting a lot of love from a lot of people for the work he's doing. So help a young as he's building his legacy. Trust me, it's gonna yeah. matter. Do you, um, you, do you hate Wonder Woman? And and, you know, stu stupid, you know, yeah. blockbusters support independent filmmaking, support yeah. creativity, support artistry and support inclusion uh, you know, across the board, racial gender, because it's very inclusive film, too. Absolutely. And big black dongs. Uh, yep. All right. We're, we're at uh, 640 right now. So, RB, you are on tap for it. But if we get another mm -hmm. 110, we will get uh, uh, Watto Boulevard of Broken Dreams, <laughs> which is a great song. I, I can do Tony Shakira Bennett. for a thousand. There we, go. we got eight minutes left in the show. We get to a thousand. Hips don't lie. I will Dude, dance. Get it to a thousand. I would love to dance. dance to that. Are you gonna yeah. dance to it, or are you gonna dance to it as you do it, or just do it? Uh, I'll, I'll dance as she does it. She'll be. He'll be my backup dancer, and okay. I will be the voice of Shakira. Three sixty right. away, folks. Three sixty hey, away. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> that's, hey, All right, all right. Let's. I mean, we're, look, we're at eleven fifty-two. We usually shut the show down in eight minutes, but we could go a little bit, little bit over if we get to that thousand. If you want to, that we're three hundred and sixty dollars away from a thousand. You will get not only RB three, but you also get. 
get Watto from Ryan Nelson, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, and uh, Shakira from Steph Sabra. So uh, you want to shoot your shot? Shoot your shot with 360 bucks right now. Do it. All right. Let's go. What's the next thing, Alex? Uh, as far as top 10 shows for uh, movies and oh, yeah. TV shows of 2020, uh, we have not discussed that, but that will possibly be on our list. Yeah. Uh, and we will let you all know. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you guys, sorry, I, did you see the uh, the average margin of like score difference for oh. the two games at uh, Staples Center yesterday was 43 and a half points. <laughs> In my opinion, Wonder Woman 1984 felt like a two and a half hour Star Trek episode, which I dug but understand why others didn't. Hmm. I get it was slow, although I love the first hour and a half. This movie's strength is that it was a thematically strong morality tale. Thank you for that, Hitman. Yeah. It says, Kuya said to think of it as I planned to, so you gotta choose to view it through a hue of blue. But who knew? I'd still be waiting in that queue, biding time till I can get free. If y'all know that lyric, that's from my song, Good Night. <laughs> Ooh! Yeah. Yes. yes, I name drop Babu Freak. Yes! Get freaky with me and listen to Good Night, the single often on Spotify yes. and Apple Music. Thank you very much. Hapstick says, the two things I take from Wonder Woman watching it last night is Pedro Pascal, I thought was one of the best DCEU villains not so, uh, so far, if not the best. He yeah. was what Lex Luthor should have been. And that fireworks sequence was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, true. I agree. I yeah, agree. DC's, uh, like, with him and even McGregor th- earlier this year, I think they've been doing well with their villains. Oh, yeah, Black Mask. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Just letting them do what they want. Um, all right, we're at 640. It's kind of quiet right now. What the fuck? <laughs> all right, Alex. All right, Cinema Gorilla says, I don't stand celebrities nor politicians, but I stand RB3 and the outlaw and the world girls and the schmoes. Hi, Brett. We stand. Thank you, Harla, for giving my faves the platform to say what needs to be said. Gracias, Cinema. Gracias. We love you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Oh, Mrs. Fuckless says, Oh, <laughs> summer, summer has come and passed. The innocent can never last. Wake me up when September ends. This is for my son in uh, Seattle and his sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I just saw it. I, just, I, I don't think Big Mo needs to donate for this, but uh, he's got a uh, GoFundMe set up for his cousin oh. at Big Mo 104 Twitter. Go check it out. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a rough. He's having a rough time, so uh, go, go help out. Mm-hmm. There, you didn't have to pay for it, so. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, jumping over to super chats. Uh, let's see, where am I? Ah, sorry. Okay, Derek Johnson says, anybody see any chocolate in the place named Chocolate City? Just an observation, not a criticism. Oh, he donated more to that later, which is why we heard it. Okay, thank you very much, Derek Johnson, for all your donations. Thank you. John says, why everyone says the Polar Express is creepy. Is it because of the lifeless CGI faces or Santa isn't friendly? He's cold and unapproachable. It's the faces, man. Yeah, it's the teeth for me, man. It's the teeth for me. The teeth, oh. Yeah, I'm I'm re-watching all the Zemeckis movies, and that was one I didn't want to revisit. It's like, Mm. no, thank you. Good hot chocolate song, though. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And then last one for now from Cooley High. Saw Wonder Woman 84 in Cinemark XD Theater. Experience was awesome masks were on and very safe i think that big sound effect seeing it in a theater made it better hmm. interesting mm. Cow did thank you very much 
This is random. Sorry. Patty Jenkins quote tweeted Kalinowski. <laughs> she did. Wow. Oh, wow. That's smart yeah. Four of my friends rides. just. Oh, what's that? I said that's smart because he rides or dies and has he a does. M- massive DC following. So yep. good for yep, him. Um, then uh, it's funny. Dorian uh, speaks about how like it was tough for Geeks of Code to get a screener. Um, Gal Gadot actually posted Dorian's uh, review on her Instagram too um, when he put out his like tweet review or whatever. So. Ah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was all the Streamlabs and Super Chats for today. So Okay. RB3, you want to queue that oh, up? Looks like RB, you got to do it. We didn't get to where we wanted to get to for uh, Watto or for Shakira, but we'll do RB for sure. All right, let's see here. All right, let me um, I'm pull it up on my phone so I can look at it while I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, so obviously, y'all know the baby um, and his yeah. hit, so, and his hit single, uh, Shug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sorry, let me get the thing. Not little baby. I love this intro. Not little baby. Happening. Yeah. Share the audio. <laughs> yeah. Too. It no, was set bad. in the year 2019. Yeah, it came out year 2019. I'm big fan of it. Uh, you know, he actually his song got popping after he uh, after he uh, knocked somebody out in the Louis Vuitton store. So here oh. we go. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, this is an ad. Sorry. Oh. One second. Oh, good. <clears throat> I am so excited. And if you're doing it on your computer, you can share your audio. Oh, Lord. Packing the mall. Let's go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm already messing up. I'm already what messing happened up. Here? What happened? Let's do one more time. Let's do one more time. Y'all like can just... stretch out. Let me stretch Y'all can hear this clearly, right? Y'all can hear yep. it clearly, though, right? Yep. All right, for yep. sure. All right. Take two. Oh, Packing the mail is gone. She's like car smell cologne. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good. Play what you want, let's do it. I'm a young CEO, shook. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I'm buying. I just shake my balance and pull up a hood. I'm about to buy me a. I know you're <laughs> talking crazy and knows you're a lot of you. She got <laughs> popping up and now you're Bobby and Whitney. Say she's on the GOAT, acting like no, but I'm winning. And I have a bank and I'm taking out hundreds. So you show my pockets different. <laughs> oh, this is tough. Sorry. You just spank me and I'm beat you. Yeet! Your friend and partners and children. On top of let you go broke with a pop of the million. Take 20K, put it on your head. Make it partners and kill you. Save with me growing up, you gotta be kidding. It's kidding. Fucking, oh my gosh, I'm so bad. You uh, got it! You got it. You got it. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm just gonna dance while this while this rise out a little bit while I catch up. Uh, yep. Follow. Uh, go uh, um, shoot a gun. Uh, all these pictures. Huh? Packing the mail is gone. I like how I smell cologne. I just signed a deal. I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I like where I want. Oh my gosh, I play what I want. Shoot. I'm a young CEO. Shug. Yeah, yeah. Packing the mail is gone. She like how I smell cologne. I just signed a deal. I'm on. Yeah, yeah. Go where I want, I'm good. Play what you want, let's do it. I'm a young CEO, Shug. Yeah, yeah. Talk to my, I'ma pop that. Looking at two in my pocket, other one, guess where the Glock at? You're, <laughs> and the gangsters, you're on the, stop that. Burning in front of the store, where's your mama and grandma shop at? Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm done, I'm done, yeah, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done. That was the worst. That was the worst 600 spent in the entire, in the entire universe, but I tried, y'all, I tried. I tried, I tried, I tried. I tried. Did, I tried. 
Listen, um, you cut. gave it heart. That's all that matters. <laughs> hey, listen, when when you're when you're you know when you're when you're gone a little bit on on the holiday, uh, you know, hibachi, you know, you could rap a little bit easier than you could like live in front of the. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, I feel that. You um, have that liquid courage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I will say though, uh, the chorus, the chorus, I wasn't that bad. Donated thirty dollars. So. That's Thanks. right, him all of your real fathers. Well, except for Oka, he's older than dirt. And when I say dirt. I mean the oldest plot of soil you can find on the fucking yeah. planet. Jesus yeah. Christ. He is hoping yeah. 2021 brings us better days. God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oldest soil on the planet. It was right on top of your mom as well. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's right. That's right. Because I'm your daddy, you little bitch. All right. Let's go. Oh, oh, my, God. God. oh my God. Oh, my Lord. Welcome. Your daddy outlaw. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, wait. The, don't come the, play the, in the yard. Don't come play in the yard if you can't uh, handle it. Go ahead, yeah. The karaoke gets clipped out, right? By the way, they don't keep that. Yeah, in yeah, the, yeah, in yeah, yeah. All right, right, right. good, 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 good. Oh, I'm like, I'm about to lose my card. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, Matt, Matt Link, don't. Hey, yo, Matt Link, don't tweet this one out, bro. Matt Link, uh, don't tweet this one out. I I asked him not to do it when I did a, a bad door song, and it still went out there. So. They're gonna they're gonna compare they're gonna pay, compare Ben Goddard and yours. They're gonna put it. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he actually did it better than me, man. I can't believe it. A white boy rapping me. What is this? Is he Eminem or something? What's going on? He's got, he's got that French gene. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get on out of here. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, hit the music there, Ryan. Thanks so much for uh, for uh, joining us here on this Monday morning on SEN Live. It is our pleasure to be able to do this every day and to be able to entertain you and have fun conversations with you all. Thank you for your small budget stream lab super chats that got us over that $600 mark for RB3 to do his thing. It's much love and much love to everybody on the crew today. Much love to RB3 showing up as a guest, hanging out. Don't forget Cardboard Castles. Go and donate to that. Thank you, Three RB. Three days left. Three, Three days, days left. left. Three days left. Give him some love there. Steph Sabra doing her thing. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Brett Sheridan. Thank you, Alex Marzonia. Thank you, Ryan Nelson, who hands all the tech stuff and throws in his love and his thoughts and points of views on everything as well. And thank you again to all of you. Thanks, Christian Harloff, for letting me, the outlaw, sit in. Don't forget, 2 p.m. today, game time. Mia Winston A. Marshall and Jay Washington talking all the sports stuff on the Outlaw Nation channel. And don't forget all the shows here on the SCN Network dropping every day, including 4 o'clock today, the Inner Geekdom Show. And don't forget to do your awards voting. Got to do it by January 2nd. Your favorite players, teams, and moments all available for you to vote for there in the Shmodown Awards. Go to ShmodownLive.com or the Facebook group. All right, that's it. We're out of here. It's Monday. Do something really positive for yourself to get your week going. 2021's around the corner. Take a baby step towards your goals and your dreams. Please do it all. All right, I'll see you next time. 10 a.m. PT tomorrow. Wednesday, Marshall hosting SEN Live. See ya. <laughs>